We're here with our latest episode of Ryan's, Tyler's, and Bears. Oh my. Oh and my. And what episode is this? This could be eight or nine. Yeah, we took a little break. Yeah. So, you know. But we're here today with our friend uh, Scott, who. Scott Michael, man. Hi, yeah. guys. Yeah. Hey. And uh, Scott owns his own studio, Titan Recording Studios. Me and Tyler have used him for the last 10 years or so. Um, but yeah, he. He usually plays bass on a record, or sorry, uh, <laughs> yeah. so you'd probably be a, a more competent Just bass. Ditching pl- Tyler, and yeah, Tyler. yeah, yeah. He actually plays bass and drums. Uh, I just yeah. play it all. And actually, yeah. he is all of even... crucial change, and we just like fill in. It's like a Trent Reznor kind of thing. Yeah, like a Millie Vanilli type of thing. Yeah, but yeah, we're here with we're here with Scott today to just talk, shoot the shit about recording and everything else. I actually did want to start with something, and this is. Me and Tyler want to know, Scott, why did you vote for Donald Trump? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, because he's a pussy grabber. (laughs) No. no, And that was tongue-in-cheek, yes, we we know Scott did not. I remember checking out after he got elected and just being like, that was the moment that I decided, like, I'm fucking done with social media. I'm done with this armchair activism. I'm done with it. Like, I get it that people want to, like, be active and, and, you know, politically, you know, smart and intelligent and all that stuff. And it's just like, but nobody, you know, I'm either I'm either talking to people in my own bubble and I'm not reaching people who uh you know have a different point of view or whatever and i'm just getting frustrated and angry and it's just it was it was making me really unhappy so like i like to be informed i like to read news articles but when it comes to like <laughs> social media and shit like that like the meme culture oh, yeah. oh yeah i fucking hate it all man. of their information from fucking memes and shit like that it's like god so yeah donald trump was just like you know cuz i was very uh, I thought I was pretty good about being, uh, you know, kind to people and not like, you know, making people feel shitty about different points of view or anything like that. And uh, I didn't troll people or anything like that. But, uh, you know, it was just it sucked, man. Like it, it was like suck, I yeah. just felt like none of you motherfuckers listen to me. In fact, like there were Bernie bros who, who I was friends with or not Bernie bros, but they were just like, yeah, we know hardcore Bernie Sanders fans. And I was like, yes, I I voted for Bernie Sanders in the primary, but in the general, it's like, well, Bernie didn't fucking make it. Hillary did fucking win. She got way more votes than he did. I mean, she flat out fucking did. Yeah. And then, and then people were like, no, well, I didn't get what I fucking wanted. So it was like, fuck you, man. Like, so you're going to let Donald Trump, and I had to tell my brother the other day that the midterm elections, like, he's just like, I just don't think my vote matters. Yeah, and, it most and, definitely fucking does. And, yeah. And, and I was right like, now, yeah, okay, so if you don't vote, that's voting for Republicans, motherfucker. That's like, oh, yeah. well, that's what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Because they win when people don't vote. And I saw, I mean, honestly. Well, not only that, like, they win keeping people from not voting, too, with all the shit that, that, uh, that, they try to put in not gerrymandering being being the least of what they do. Oh yeah, yeah. Now they're trying. Now in one yeah. of the Dakotas, they're trying purging to get, voter. You know, yeah, and they're trying to say that Native Americans can't um, vote without a street address. Well, and, they were saying that. I mean, they didn't specifically say Native Americans, but they said you can't vote without a street address, and that 
in turn disenfranchises. Uh, yeah, 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 you're Native totally right. Which is yeah, totally yeah. what they meant. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but no, this whole Donald Trump thing, I saw it coming, and people thought it was being a misanthrope. And I was like, no, he's going to win. I got to be honest, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I, I like I, I I didn't I was I was fairly confident that Hillary would win, um, it you know. But then on election night, it was just, I wasn't one of those people like, oh my god, our country's racist. Yeah, I know our fucking country's racist, but like, you know, systemic racism is like a huge problem. But uh, you know, I just thought common sense would win out. Yeah, and I honestly I don't I don't blame. Trump voters, I blame people who didn't vote. I blame, like, you know, fucking idiots who were just, or, you know, voted Green Party or vote, you know, it's just like people who made the argument that it's like, well, you know, it represents how I feel. And it's like, nobody's listening to how you feel <laughs> yeah, no for your vote. No one fucking cares. Yeah. Nobody and, is getting, oh, well, oh, I could tell how this person yeah. felt by voting for Jill Stein. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, and I, I will say, like, too, like, so many people, me included, would have wanted to not have Hillary there, but like just have it be that way for a while, just to not have Donald Trump's well, administration get and the that's, time. Yeah, that's no kidding. Thing. At yeah. least kicking the can down the road. Oh, would the, what Obama's policies would be that fucking bad? Come on, man. Yeah. Like there were things that Obama did that I I voted for him and I was proud of our country. Um for you know, electing our first African American president, and uh, you know, but I didn't agree with everything he did. You know, it's yeah. Not, you yeah. know, I I still I call him like I see him, but um, yeah. But the thing is, know. what what Obama stood for, at least in my eyes, regardless of his policies and what he did. Um, it it just displayed progress in my eyes. Well, it did, yeah. and I think Obama started as a. What was sad about his presidency, you saw a really good man. I feel get sort of chewed up by yeah. this this system, Republican and Democrat alike. You know, and it was the invasion of Libya that did it for me. Yeah. Well, also he went into it. Uh, Thinking that he could have sort of what Abraham Lincoln had, which was a, a you know, a, um, sort of hand the olive, you know, the extend the olive branch. And he did that again and again and again with Republicans. And they kept swatting away, said, no, fuck this guy. Mitch McConnell and the Republicans, you know, were just constantly I mean, like Donald Trump bitches about the Democrats being obstructionists. Give me oh, a break. Yeah. They have no power in the Senate or the House. Hopefully they'll take it back mm -hmm. and can stop him from, you know, doing some of the shit that, that he's doing. But uh, but, yeah, the Republicans just they had absolutely no interest in well, yeah, working it, with them. Yeah, what and you I said, wish Obama would have just like forged ahead and said, you know what? Fuck you guys. No, it was too much of that. Yeah self-conscious guy and I'm, I'm extending the olive branch and i think it was a rude awakening and shows us now in retrospect it's like no these people fucking hate you well and, and, and chuck chuck schumer is carrying that <laughs> that on when like it's like you're extending an olive branch who's someone to someone who literally just stabbed you oh yeah yeah those guys will you know it's the dollars the bottom line well, you know, with these establishment Democrats. I think it I think it's very possible I I I, I remain confident and hopeful uh, that Donald Trump is basically the last very powerful, may, though it may be, death rattle of the Republican Party. Like, I yeah. hope that what 
the Republican Party as we know it from like the Bush era, the you know compassionate conservatism and stuff like yeah. that. That's that's gone. Yeah. It's the Trump well, party now. Well, and, the, and if that party goes down in flames, the rest of the Republican you know party that was will go down in flames with it. There are so many Republicans that have left the party that I'm like listening to now, and I'm like, wow, this sounds like a reasonable person. Yeah. No, they're still fucking wrong about half of the, like almost oh, all yeah. their fucking politics. No, and like he's ma- he's he's making so many people look good. He's yeah. making the FBI look like fucking good yeah, people. Yeah, no, right the now. FBI and the and the fucking CIA. Yeah. yeah, you know, and that's what it is. It's the bar has dropped to where we can no longer retrieve said bar. Yeah, and yeah, because you have the modern Republican Party under Trump, and it's you know, you just turn back. You well, know, the page you got virulent anti-Semitism, yeah. virulent racism. Yeah, was, well, yeah. but I I I I got to be honest. I I know more about. I think. Um, I think just like our politicians and politics than I do about like the CIA or the FBI or what they've done. To be honest, that's just oh, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't really, I don't really have a bone to pick with them just because I don't. I just, you don't know. I don't you really don't know, know the bones. Yeah. <laughs> so I got some literature yeah. you should read. There, <laughs> I'm sure you yeah. do. There, there's something though with um, Trump and Republicans that Republicans had to have Trump in there to win. They would have yeah. not won. No one was going to go with the compassionate else. conservative neocon thing anymore. Yeah, you know, it was. He tapped into this thing that's been in America forever. Yeah, I think it's at this point. It's it's you know. It's did hard you to say. did you hear? It was lately what uh, what David Chappelle said about the Russian collusion. Well, he said that uh, God, yeah, he said. What did he, he say? It, was, it wasn't Russia that made America. Yeah, it racist. wasn't Russia that made America racist. And okay, that's, I saw and that, that's yeah. total. I was like, yeah. it was like, honestly, I I don't with care. John Stewart on yeah. CNN. Yeah, and I was honestly. like, I I don't care about a Russian collusion. Well, it's what honest. it is. If, if you're saying your country, I think so if it's fickle. an avenue to get Trump out of office, then I'm f- then fuck yeah. yeah. It, but, you, know, you know, and that is and that is true. I'll, and I will take it that way, but. I I don't care. I don't personally oh, yeah. care about that. Well, it's, it's a cop out. <laughs> it's it although it is, you know, like Not to mention too, do you know how many elections especially in the Middle East that we Amer- have inter- America oh, yeah. are no. America I know it's in? completely hypocritical of us to to like bitch about or our South election. America. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. Like the everything all these people, the caravan that's coming, yeah. our fault. Yeah, completely. Yeah, what well, we did. Oh, and even when he talks and... about these refugee crisis, you know, in Europe yeah. and all that, whose fault is that? Yeah, you know, the people that go in and destabilize whole regions. So this this conversation all started because I just wanted to have that joke with Scott as we started. This off. went into a, it started off as like Scott owns a recording studio. What do you think of Trump? Yeah, like, why did you vote for him, Scott? But like, what? But the, yeah, nobody fucking cares yeah. what I think about yeah. Trump. To be and, honest, yeah, I hope I hope yeah. it's it's been now said like that. That was just a joke. Scott did not. Did not vote <laughs> on the re- on the record. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't caught our breaks, if you haven't heard anything else, yes, Scott did not <laughs> vote for Trump. Yeah, do not. Uh, yeah, so I being in Seattle, that would I would just lose all patronage. Yeah. Like, but Scott, yeah, you're go. you're from the Midwest. You're from St. Louis, Louis. Yeah, and you are the Lou. Yeah, you're you're. <laughs> <laughs> uh, STL. What yeah. is your favorite Nelly song? Yeah. 
I mean, it must. I, it's hard for me to pick one. It must be super hard for you. I honestly, <laughs> by the time Nelly became popular, I was I was on my way out of St. Louis. So I don't really Nellyville. I mm. there was that uh, the first song of his that became popular, and that was really the or I guess the "It's Getting Hot in Here" song. Okay, whatever, so that's, that's on the record. It. That's Scott's favorite one. That's my favorite one because <laughs> those are the only ones I know. Um, uh, country grammar. That yeah. was the one. Yeah. yeah. So that was yeah, and that actually I never really liked it, but um, yeah, he he was the run for us, run for us, run. No, right? that's juvenile, dude. No. Oh shit, that's juvenile straight from <laughs> straight from uh, New Orleans, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't quite remember what. Uh, I think I was, I was listening. I was at that time not really listening to a lot of mainstream hip hop. <laughs> so how so. how and why did you? How did you end up? In the Northwest, so I started off by when I had, I'd finished school for audio engineering in Florida uh, in two thousand two, something like that, and or no, it was like two thousand one. Yeah. Anyways, uh, and then I went to kind of all over the country and um, worked in like, you know, uh, did like. ADR work and uh, automated dialogue replacement for like you know film and stuff like that. Yeah, and, I knew what that was. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> you pick, you picked up sounds on Ghost Hunters. Yes. That's <laughs> what I did. did you hear that? It was like a. No. <laughs> well, anyways, I I uh, I went uh, so I, I never really found a you know a place that really worked for me, and I had a lot of friends that uh, were. In Columbia, Missouri, which is like the equivalent to Bellingham in Seattle. Okay. Okay. Um, so Columbia is like you know an hour drive away from from St. Louis, and it's a small college town. And uh, I had lived there for a couple of years before I left to go to school for audio engineering, and um, and I had made a lot of friends there, and they all just kind of like moved out here. And I missed playing music with them. I missed hanging out with them and stuff like that. And um, just kind of wanted to start over. I wasn't. I wanted to work in music. I didn't really want to work on like film audio and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. And I was wasn't getting paid well. Um, the studios I were working at, man, I don't even know if any of them are still around. Um, but uh, anyway, so that's what brought me out of here. I just I I re- first moved here and i moved to bellingham so we were yeah. right before we started recording we were, we were talking about your inabilities to keep a job <laughs> why, <laughs> yeah. but like wh- how why did that why would how did that change with recording that well, you were like doing it probably yeah I, the thing is is like i think before yeah, but there, i mean there's such a huge difference between recording and then all the school you have to go to i think like in my mind i'm like cool you just have to like press record isolate a lot of stuff and like yeah you're gonna make a record and then no i mean you have to go through a lot of there's there's nerd nerd stuff there's a lot to it if you want to be good at it Mm -hmm. um yeah um like if you i guess because i mean i meet some people sometimes who think of it that way well you just set up a couple of mics and turn up the faders and you you know it's all about having good equipment and it's like that no like there's 
there's actual some technical shit to this. Oh, I can only imagine. Like, I used to laugh um, on the old music videos where you see like they're in the studio and the like, guy's oh, got yeah, just the faders that yeah. are like, there's then, like 5,000 of them. And then in the middle then, of it. What makes me laugh is seeing like hip hop artists in a big, massive studio and all they need is like, you know, a couple of faders yeah. and they've got this 128 oh, channel. Yeah. You know, Neve console or you know SSL console or something. Remember it's in Airheads like, when Tony Montana just puts yeah. puts all all the dials up, and I'm like, that eh, can't be right. Yeah, straight up yeah. to eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Lone Rangers. But you were talking about how. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you were talking about earlier, like it's like I'm just not good with a I'm not good with a boss. Yeah, well, um, I I think it had more to do with. Um, it ha- actually had more to do with like, um, I got fired from from a bunch of jobs from like 16 years old to like, and you know until I had moved to Columbia, Missouri, where the money that I was making from work. I mean, I was lucky to be working a job where I actually really liked everybody, um, and my bosses weren't shitty; they were super cool and mm-hmm. everything like that. Um, but every job before that was like. I had some really fucking shitty, hated their life, like manager um, and coworkers that were just like dicks. And I also wasn't keeping any of the money I was making. My family was pretty poor. So, well, not super, but like lower middle class. Mm-hmm. But um, so all of the money that I made just went to my fa- my parents. They, okay. just, they took all of it. So I'm working a job. I'm not see- I'm not seeing a dime from it. Fucking um, golden child. I didn't give my parents shit out of my paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's just the way. Granted, yeah. too, it was my parents were fine. Well, <laughs> I I had a father who had MS, and yeah, yeah. you know, and a mo- and my mother had had always had kind of emotional and mental issues yeah, yeah. in some ways. So you're a nice guy, Scott. Yeah, yeah you're very nice. Anyways, uh, so whenever I think due to that. And not really liking a job, not liking the people who work there. Um, I was very, and I also, you know, like they'd say something that pissed me off and I'd, I'd snap. I, but I think the last job that I got fired from, I was, uh, it wasn't because of uh, my coworkers. My coworkers actually weren't that bad. Um, but I was going to Uni- University of Missouri, St. Louis and working and like, <laughs> all my parents are taking all this money and and uh uh one of the one day that I came in um there was a guy who had a like a big art portfolio with him and he it was a really small restaurant and there wasn't really any place for us to put it and I was like I you know I think the only place we could put it would be back in like you know with the dishes and the you know or whatever and he's like oh I don't want it there so we just went through all these different places. Where he's like, well, what about the bathroom? Can you lock the door of the bathroom? We're like, no, we can't lock the door of the bathroom. So eventually, <laughs> like, we find a, a place, you know, he's like, I think it'll be fine here or whatever. And I'm getting really frustrated with the guy. And then finally, like, uh, I wasn't serving at the time. I was more of like a, you know, a busboy, like, and seat them, you know, and, you know, whatever. Um and <laughs> seat him at his table. He asked for an iced tea. I go and get him an iced tea. I set it down on the table, and he's like, can you take that back? Your your hand touched the top of the oh. My hand is all the way at the bottom of this cup. Yeah. He's just like, I think your hand touched the top. And I was like, okay. And I went back, 
got him another iced tea and grabbed it from the top of the cup and slammed it down on the table from him and then threw it in his face. Awesome. <laughs> and and I didn't and I just walked out. Nobody even got a chance to I was just I was bad day, pissed off. Dope. What sucks I was, is that's like, said, movie, that's, like you, a, that's like a that's like a movie. That's like a John Hughes movie coming of age moment. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. going to say I'm supremely jealous now of Scott yeah I've always wanted to do some <laughs> shit like that like I was I thought you were gonna say like well no my hand didn't touch it but now my boys are gonna <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so but that yeah um and then See, the you, other jobs was just like being a fuck up and they yeah, yeah. fired me yeah. so well, that's anyway, cool. The, yeah. the thought of Scott waiting tables is really awesome it is <laughs> it's like can I get you anything else sir <laughs> do you have like, do you have any substitution? You're like, God damn it! It's like I swear to God, I'm gonna touch the rim of this guy's glass. <laughs> but just you know, the setup of that guy is so great. Of course, brings like an art portfolio in. Yeah, you know, do you have any place for this? I'm like, yeah, we can put it in the fucking dumpster. <laughs> I actually have a funny story about that restaurant in St. Louis called Cafe Manhattan, and at the time, uh, Mark McGuire. Uh, from the St. Louis Cardinals used to go in every day. There was a lot of like every day. Saint, yeah, almost every day he would come in and he would get uh, just like a small thin crust pizza. Like, but with Mots St. Louis does Prevel cheese, which I want to talk to you about. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck, <laughs> it's delicious. Don't you take it. the roids and you need to fuel up, dude? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was a super nice guy, but um, anyways, uh, one of the, we were talking about Nelly. Her uh, his producer this lady or i don't know if she's a producer but she worked for the label that he was on or something like that and she would come in and sit at the table and have meetings with people about nelly and talk really loud be like well nelly says this and like <laughs> oh it's just my like god i work with nelly everybody hey it was just like shut the fuck <laughs> yeah, up you're nobody also, fucking cares yeah, you're also eating at the same the same thin crust provel <laughs> rotten pizza joint that everyone else this the, that story from from the beginning just wasn't gonna <laughs> good work with you because it's just like provel okay so i so i so I don't. You, I don't hate Prevel. I'm just so curious about it because I've never. I've never had it. It's just, and it just seems. It well, seems weird. Well, I'm, you obviously know more than I do. What is Prevel? It's isn't it a combination of provolone and mozzarella. Yeah, and it's oh, yeah. that sounds delicious. And it's what is it? It's it doesn't. It's it doesn't string like it. It doesn't like string. Not from the your way mouth. that my, yeah no, and it it's it melts a little bit differently. It it I don't know, man. It's it's good. You, it, I I prefer St. Louis thin crust style like pizza. Yeah. To like Chicago deep dish, and I love Chicago deep dish. It's just that, you know, yeah. I I just I grew up with it and I love it. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I I totally understand that. Yeah. So it's funny. I guess and toasted ravioli. That's that's the thing and. Gooey, huh, gooey really? butter cake, toasted ravioli. So like St. Louis. So what you just like cuisine? <laughs> so how do you toast ravioli? Uh, well, it's breaded, and yeah, so they take the ravioli like normal, and then they just like bread it and fry it. Oh, hmm, that and sounds it's, awesome! It's fucking amazing. I took my girlfriend Shauna. Uh, we went to St. Louis for my grandmother's ninetieth birthday, and just took her all around, and. Uh, Went to a few different places, and I was like, you got to try the, you know, 
toasted ravioli and she was like how have i not fucking had this before yeah because it's just it, it's delicious yeah i've never it's, heard it's of served that. as an appetizer it's not really like a main course yeah like, i can totally understand yeah. that that sounds awesome yeah well, and you I, you yeah. just you have a cup of marinara and a bunch of toasted ravioli with some parmesan okay sprinkled on it and then you just dip it and eat it and it's okay fucking amazing I guess on the Prevel thing, I'm pleased to know that Prevel actually is just a combination of real cheese. The name of it made me think it was like a. I'm I'm guessing I like don't, an American I don't know shit about cheese. cheese yeah, <laughs> no, because Trent Trent told us about it. Okay, and he okay. yeah, because he was like he's like yeah they wear he's like it's the only place in the world that like Prevel cheese is and Kraft makes it specifically for St. Louis. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, for the longest time, didn't even know it was a St. Louis specific thing. Okay, you know, for like, I think until after I left, people were like, "What the fuck?" When you were saying like Papa John's thin crust pizza is based off St. Louis style, no emos, I or oh Papa John does Papa John have a thin crust? Yeah, they have a thin crust, but I thought you said I have no idea. Yeah, but it's like cut in squares. It's super thin. Oh, I don't know if it's based off of St. Louis. They just you know, but that's. Uh, there's a place in St. Louis. There, the the famous chain in St. Louis is called Emo's Pizza. And it's, okay, it's good, but there's a place uh, in, I guess, kind of close to where it's called Webster Groves, and it's this place called Ferrato's Pizza. And it's an Italian restaurant. Um, the one type of food here in Seattle that I haven't, I haven't really found really great Italian food here, mm-hmm. like New York, and you know, just I don't know, but. Um, like Greek, Mediterranean, uh, Italian food, just it's amazing in New York. And like, there's actually some really good spots in St. Louis. And one of those places is uh, Frados, and they make this thin crust pizza that's just God. I want it right now. It's so good. <laughs> that sounds it's awesome. So fucking yeah. good. It's crispy. It's just ah, it's amazing. Anyways. We're so, yeah. definitely getting into our thirties that all we want to talk about is food. And it also helps to like <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it like I guess that's all me. I'm like, tell me about Well no, I didn't eat much today, so I'm like I'm hungry. Tell me now. about cheese and like their per- preferred style of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> their preferred style of pizza. What is it? How does the cheese string? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we've yeah. Anyways, um you, but yeah. you came out. When you came out here, where you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my own studio. Did you come out here jamming with friends, and you're like, No, I came out here and I got a job at a Binary Recording Studio up in Bellingham, uh, owned by Bob Ridgely, and uh, he's still there. Yeah. And uh, um, I'd always intended to eventually make it down to Seattle and look for like a studio to work at down here, and it uh, it just didn't work out that way. So I ended up. We moved into a split-level house in Lake City, uh, my girlfriend and I and a couple other friends. And some of those, we kind of switched roommates and stuff a long time, you know, for a while. And, uh, you know, just set up the bottom, the whole lower floor of the house into the studio. And then the lady who was renting to us, you know, said, well... This place was. She bought the place originally. It was eventually going to be a uh, home for her parents in, uh, I think, Taiwan to re- retire in. Okay. And uh, so they were ready to retire, and she's like, you know, time to go. So we had to look for a new place, and um, my brother had moved out, and my girlfriend and I had broken up. My brother and I found this place and moved in, and uh, then my dad <clears throat> kind of moved up, and he was living in Tacoma. 
and he got really sick. Uh, his MS just, or I can't remember. Yeah, it was his MS just got really bad. Um, and so he moved in with us. And so it was my dad, my brother and I for a long time until my brother moved back to St. Louis. And now, uh, so besides running the studio, I'm sort of a caretaker for my father. Okay. Until I guess whenever my girlfriend and I move in together and then I have to find a place for him to, <laughs> to go, yeah. uh, which, you know, it's, is coming up eventually, but he's, he's getting up there in years. So. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah and that's that's, that's why we we probably sound a little more crisp today. We're we're actually recording from Scott's studio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he it, for us, I mean, this is all out. This is professional. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting in the booth with you guys and not looking at the screen and listening on my super fancy monitors, so I have no idea. It, I think it's coming out. It's probably fine. Ah, I'm sure. It sounds yeah. good. Yeah. But uh anyways, yeah. So, uh yeah, but, yeah when did you start it. Titan itself? Uh, so that, uh, God, I guess that would have been 2004 or five. Okay. Something like that. When, when I finally like just, you know, I just gonna do this on my own and man, it was so hard at first. I was like eating Mac and cheese and borrowing money from my fam my family. Luckily my parents, my dad had always said, you know, just like, just do what you love. The money will come. And it's like. Well, I'm still waiting on the money, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm doing what I love. And I'm doing better financially. Like, I've been around for a while, and I've built up somewhat of a reputation, I guess. So, uh, so yeah, I'm doing yeah. okay now. But, originally, yeah, at first, the first, like, two or three years were just a, a nightmare. That's, I could imagine. Yeah. I That would be tough. That's, it was hard. That's awesome, yeah. too, Like your, that your, your dad gave you that advice. But I honestly... I hate that slogan that at least me and Tyler's yeah. generation clinged on to. Like, oh, it's like, no, oh, it's I, a ha lie. I have to be happy at my job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, my it's, parents it's have done a similar shit. thing. But... Well, it, it, it should, it's not, it's an, it's an, it's an idealist, you know, point of view, but um, it isn't the way it is, especially. And we should be striving for that. We should be, shooting for that for people but instead we're just you know fuck the 40 hour yeah. work week let's make you work 60 to 80 hours and that's the other thing is uh unemployment you know there's all oh, the economy's doing well for who yeah. is doing well for fucking rich people yeah poor and middle class people are working more jobs they're like unemployment's down yeah because everybody's working two or three jobs now exactly yeah well yeah unemployment's down but i think it's like 50 percent of workers are making uh thirty thousand dollars or less so, Which I mean, is not enough to cover the cost of living in most places. No, yeah, it's just not. And, gra and granted, in Seattle, I mean, you, oh, you, no fucking you are way. you yeah. are homeless. You are living in Tacoma <laughs> and driving and commuting all the way to fucking, and maybe not even Tacoma. You're living probably like in away. concrete, Washington. Yeah, probably where you are. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you, the statistic, how unemployment's at an all-time low. Yeah, I'm sure it is, but the wages have not not uh grow yeah it whatsoever. doesn't it doesn't make any fucking difference it's like people need to work people need to survive people need to live and people aren't lazy they're mm -hmm. going to, and they're gonna do what they have to do to get by there are people who are working multiple jobs and living in their fucking car in california yeah. and shit yeah. like oh that. yeah even here it all over <clears throat> and <laughs> and that 
that isn't the problem we're addressing. We're saying, oh, you know, like, but, you know, the economy's great. Yeah. Fuck no, the economy isn't fucking no. great. No. Fuck well, you. I also <laughs> think yeah. right now, too, with us just being such a consumer uh, society, like, yeah. we're, like, people are spending so much money that you don't have just on, yeah. just on credit, just on anything and i'm just like this this is going to catch up to us oh well i think it already has granted i'm yeah granted i'm not a i'm not an an economist but that that can't be healthy uh for for everyone well when a nation stops producing that's not a good sign yeah and that's and that's a huge problem yeah, I th- I think when I was, <laughs> when I was younger, I think I'm gonna just chalk it up to laziness. <laughs> um, I think I I tried to have that mindset, like oh, find something I love, and yeah, and and honestly, I have been so much happier doing my nine to five with, and that gives me all my resources I need to, to do, do the stuff with, I love. Because you're not gonna make it. See, but I I happen to find a way to um you know make some money off of doing yeah it, which and is also, killer and also too which like what is what, lucky it's what just you love. do as an audio engineer though i mean it's a it's a trade like you yeah. you've made that your trade yes it's a yeah very it, specific trade not many people know how to do it and it just so happens to be yeah there's a lot of people music. who sure as shit think they do oh um, i can imagine yeah um it's gotten cheaper to do it um you know a lot of people think you know, you can just like buy a, a laptop and audio interface and, a f- you know, a few microphones. Garage band. <laughs> yeah. Or just, yeah. Uh, well, you know, even, even the top, you know, tier software or whatever, it says, you know, you still need like a basic understanding of, of you know, dynamic signal flow, like how you, sound works. Yeah. How just basic, <laughs> ba- you know, I'm not going to go into all of it, but, uh, yeah, I, I think the main there, I, I work with a, a lot of bands from time to time who send me their tracks that they recorded on their own and that they want me to mix and master and make sound better. And it's like, well, you know, the most important part of the process is you know the the tracking, the recording part of it, because like if you get the initial like at the very beginning from the get-go if every you get everything sounding good your drums sound good your guitar is bass everything sounds good then you know everything else is going to fall into place but if you spend a lot of time uh if you do a shit job recording it or just like oh i just gotta put on some mics and not actually fucking know what the hell i'm doing (laughs) like uh oh i i saw a picture of how this person put their mics on and it's just like yeah but like, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Well, I remember like, when you, you played, uh, you played the version of your band's version of Minor Threat, and it sounded like a totally different song. Yeah. Like, it, and it wasn't even in. We played it pretty much the way they, they play it. Yeah. Too, and so. it's, it was so weird how, how different it sounded. Yeah. Well, it sounds so much recordings advanced, you know, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And and so that that is true. Like you can be a complete novice and not know anything about it, and get a decent recording. Uh, but you can't. But I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, it's hard to get a professional sound. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of really amateur, and it's and that's the other thing is like, 
my girlfriend's a tattoo artist and she constantly complains about like stick and poke tattoo artists who just you know like do it you know it's in it's cool right now to have like stick i'm and actually poke a tattoos. tattoo apprentice i'm yeah i'm not a fan of stick and poke oh yeah I but it, this but, was just but slang. the point is, is that no problem. no it's a it's it's an act well people take like lo-fi recording is that now like oh like hipster music like Ugh. a lot of it it's just it's all lo-fi and they're just like well yeah i mean like you just stuck a couple of mics oh yeah it sounds fucking great no it doesn't it sounds like crap yeah. um yeah. it's like over it's oh it's oversaturated and distorted i i feel and you know i may be a bit of a child in the 90s or whatever but i mean like they had some really killer recordings at that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had just really dialed shit in. Like, you know, uh, a lot of the engineers that people talk about today are all people who recorded stuff. The in the heyday is the 90s. Yeah. Steve Albini, Butch Vig, you know, like Joe Barisi. I can go on and on and on. I, You know, and fucking Sylvia Massey. Like, there's just, there's so many that are from an era that uh you know where they were just man they were just getting really really killer sound tyler's shaking his head like he knows who these people are absolutely <laughs> well you know who steve albini is yes uh, yeah okay <laughs> and butch vig you should know too i mean he's pretty, pretty i totally cool. do i know ryan does it <laughs> and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say who they are because i'm not gonna give it away to ryan <laughs> Or what albums he did. Oh, hold on. I'm getting a call from the Butchmeister. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, I saw I saw an article uh, that, and I think it's because there's so many people who claim to be audio engineers now who, and there might even be people, I, I know for a fact that there's, there's probably pro engineers in LA who would look at my studio and look at me and be like, that guy's, fuck that guy. That guy's not an engineer. Um and those guys can go fuck themselves. I was going to say you know? fuck yeah. them, yeah. man. Because um, fucking L.A. sucks. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I, okay. I agree. Okay. No, I, I agree with that statement. You okay. don't need to explain it one bit. Tyler is going to get offended. Not not yeah. the entire... Okay, so let me let me rephrase that. The, the music scene in <laughs> L.A., the engineers... Yes, I, can, I agree like, with okay. you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, right. there's a lot of things about L.A. I hate. Yeah, but I don't slag off a whole region. Right <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I just did. But uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, uh, New York's way too competitive. Tennessee is Nashville is you know uh, the new hipster capital. Of it's the world. just nuts. Yeah, and I'm not you know so Seattle at the time when I moved here it was sort of a hub of where you know a lot of the music that I grew up loving came from. So it seemed like a really good place to be. Um, I don't know quite how I feel about the music scene here these days, but, um, you know, every, every place has their ups and downs. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, is what it is, man. Um, there's a lot of people who can, who can do this uh, on the cheap now and, uh, it definitely doesn't end up really hurting me that much honestly because they end up finding out i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i need a professional <laughs> exactly. end up coming to yeah me. yeah uh so i'm not that bothered by it i think there are a lot of people who bitch about it all the time like because i pay attention to like audio forums and stuff like mm-hmm. that and yeah. and uh and there's people that you know 
God, just like with anything, there's people who can be real, you know, sticklers about, you know, minor little details. Well, what microphone did you use? Was that a, a clone of a, of a classic vintage microphone or was it yeah. the real $5,000, you know, fucking you're all Neumann. no matter what and you're like, yeah. it's like you explaining that to yourself. Uh, I definitely use the clone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, not going to spend that much on a microphone. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, there are, those microphones are great and everything. It's just that, um, when I was going to school, one of my favorite instructors, his name is Todd Childress. Uh, he said to me, one of the things changing the industry more than anything is how uh, micro, really great microphones have gotten cheaper. You can get like a really good sounding vocal microphone or drum microphones for a fraction of the cost. That's what's really changed things. Well, technology to me. always catches up to the cheaper. Yeah. Like that's, that's why. If you like technology. Well,. <laughs> There's there's a company have you ever heard of like Neumann microphones yeah. like the so one of their flagship microphones is a U87 or whatever and it's like a $3000 microphone. Well there's a company called Warm Audio and a company called Stam Audio. They make clones of them that are like only about 500 to, you know, $800 or whatever. And most people can't fucking tell the difference. Yeah. And the people, and most of the time, the people who say they can tell the difference are full of fucking shit. The blowhards, man. Yeah. yeah. Or, oh, the Neumann sounds so much better. And it's normally somebody who bought one and just doesn't want to have buyer's remorse. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that's nine times out of ten, that's what's going yeah. on there. Well, and people uh, repeat themselves, too, because what you're saying that goes on in these, you know, engineer forums. Yeah. It's the same thing that goes on in a forum about a guitar, a forum about... Painting well, cars. Yeah. Yeah. There's always a guy that's like, well, you actually should have had the blood. Yeah, yeah. There's always some fucking. Yeah. 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 But uh, I'm. There's always. There's always the very technical guys, and then there's always the very, um, you know, just like uh, sort of like music oriented guys, like in the, like how does it feel and and stuff like that, and it's just like, I'm I'm a little in between. So I, I like the technical side, but I also care more about, yeah, I don't care about like all the fucking like bells and whistles in the fucking microphone. Does it sound good? Yeah. That's what's important. So to me, if I, I can't afford to have like, you know, if I have something in my studio that's completely useless, I get rid of it because I don't have enough space to have anything useless in this studio. I need to make you know, the best out of what I have. Yeah. You know, I so. love this studio, man. Yeah. Thanks. And I will say, you know, obviously we're not sound experts at all. Like we've tried recording on a four track Tascam. Yeah. Like out of high school. But you've recorded it at other studios. Before. Absolutely. Yeah. And I what I came to know from not only our experience at studios this is going to sound like an advertisement for Scott, but it's straight out of high school. I had my parents, like they threw down a bunch of money, you know, yeah. or at least at the time was a bunch of money to me to like, Oh, go record here. And you're good. Oh, here's this guy. He's going to professionally record you. And like, it doesn't sound good, mm -hmm. you no. know? And it was I when we that discovered didn't, you. That did not sound No, good. it sounded like it was underwater. And I'm like, well, this would be cool if it was a shitty eighties recording. Yeah. But this is 2005. Yeah. And it's not. Well, I got to yeah. be honest. There's a lot of. I mean, I'm I'm pretty fortunate. I grew up enjoying listening to albums more than going to live shows. Mm -hmm. I so people have a lot of great stories about live shows that they've been to. I don't have a lot of those. 
because I I spent a lot more time really just enjoying an album as a piece of artwork. Um, and it didn't matter to me if it was vinyl, CD, tape, yeah. whatever. Yeah. People argue about that shit. Fuck that. It, I'm it, totally yeah, with you, dude. Just yeah, like, like, honestly, the most yeah. important thing about a record, a Is CD, the, a tape, yeah. it's the content. Exactly. It's the content on it. And yeah. It's I mean, it's cool, you know. I I I understand when somebody says like a vinyl, like you know the artwork and all that stuff, and it's like, well, you know, I understand like, it, but it's just not for me. Yeah, it's yeah. that's not the most. That wasn't the thing that caught. Like when I when I listen to great records or records that were sort of life changing for me or whatever, I'm not sitting there like admiring the artwork on the fucking cover. I'm. I'm admiring the sound exactly. and the songs and the message and the feeling and everything like that. So I, so that I spent more time admiring that and I always wondered how how did they get it to sound so good? Like on these albums yeah. that I really love, how did they do how did they get it to sound so good? And that's why I ended up doing what I do, but um I but in the event of not having gone to a lot of live shows or when i did i always like had earplugs is that my hearing isn't at all isn't very damaged yeah. everybody's hearing over their life you know whether you like it or not is gonna definitely de yeah. degrade yeah but there are a lot of guys in the 80s from the 80s engineers old school engineers and i find that um a lot of those guys as they get older um they are still doing things in a very old-fashioned way. I mean, like, that's why there's still people who are just like, whoa, you know, analog sounds better. And it's just like, well, yeah. shut the fuck up. It's because <laughs> you don't want to learn how to get... Because they're both good. It's just... It's a it's a different animal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, if you know how to do both, then the better off you are. Because, I mean, I worked with analog tape. And it's... Yeah, of course, it sounds good. But it's a pain in the ass to work with. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't like working with. I mean, and you can make arguments about. Well, it forces the band to like. You know, you have to be good, like on that take or whatever. And it's like I. I don't, I don't care so much about that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, that's great if a band is good. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, of course you want the band to be good. But um, but yeah. So I don't have any problems with that. But um, a lot of those guys from the eighties. Like I was saying, um, they have you know they 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 were sound guys. I meet a lot of guys who are sound who were live sound guys, okay. and then became recording engineers because a lot of the same principles apply. But it is a different animal. Um, recording recording in a studio versus live because I've I've met and you know audio engineers that do live sound and live sound is more their thing because they really just can't tackle the recording thing. They can't figure out how to get that sound exactly the way they want it. They struggle with that. And sometimes it has to do with like hearing damage. Yeah. I can know? see that. So their stuff ends up sounding a little bit muddier. Um, a lot of their high end is um, gone in their hearing. So they crank the shit and make everything just overly bright. Okay. Um, so yeah. Um, but uh, you know, Going going back to you saying like you didn't you didn't have any let's say any but about uh, show experiences I always find and like I came to this realization I mean I I do it's just I, mean, that, I do yeah. too I feel like yeah. um, I was talking about I was also in the Midwest and there was nothing <laughs> fucking going on I, yeah, I was talking so. to my girlfriend recently I think I came to this realization a couple years ago but like 
Going to see a band that I really, really love does not necessarily satisfy me. Yeah. Because one, it's like I I, th- I think at this point, like I've seen Sick of It All now five, six times. Mm-hmm. They don't come to Seattle very much. Last time I saw them, it was down in California. And I, they're still my favorite band, but going to see them really doesn't do anything for my life anymore. Yeah. And I feel like... The only time I go to a show and I'm blown away or I loved the actual experience of the show is when I get to see a band I've never seen before and I actually don't even know of them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this this is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's great when you're blown away by a band that you've never heard before. Yeah. And it's also awesome to support your friends and see them, even if, you know... It's not the greatest thing. It's like great to, you know, I love Buddy Rock, you know, just like I love, even if it's like, you know, something that's, you know, you've heard a thousand times or whatever, like just seeing your buddies play music and stuff like that. And, and just I'm, I'm more, fun. I'm more into the music community than, um, than I'm into like, you know, trying to help people become famous or, you know, or like worrying about like any sort of, you know, social yeah. climbing bullshit that has to do with the music industry. Cause there's, there's two different music industries. There's the mainstream music industry and then there's the underground music industry and the underground music industry is so much more interesting. Oh, absolutely. And so much more fun. And the people are, well, they're still shitty people, but you know, it's, it's, there's always people trying to break out of that scene and get into the mainstream. And it's like, fuck that. Yeah. Stay where you are. Like, yeah. if you can be flying under the radar, you're you're good to go. There's there's bands that, you know, uh, still have day jobs. They still, you know, uh, do their do their thing, <laughs> you know. But they're but they're also making money and, and really popular in people and they get to tour and they get to do what mm-hmm. they love. Yeah. So you know that's that's rad. That's, Tyler, cool. that's my long term goal. <laughs> <laughs> How did like? Can you think of any shows that you were just like? Well, I was gonna. Well, I was gonna go into what you were saying there. Like me and you went and saw Slayer two three well, years ago. Shows matter a lot to me, but in in the same sense of what you were saying, what blew me away initially of all my favorite bands, it's those records, and that's yeah. what gave me the feeling. It's what you fell in love with shows are cool. I'm like, Oh wow. I'm seeing this band. I really like, and it's cool. But to me, it doesn't hold the weight as when I first heard it. Yeah. And that's really what matters to me. Yeah. Like me, when me and you went and saw Slayer three years ago, then it was, it was great. Like they played phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the time I was like, I was like, I don't know. It was okay. (laughs) Yeah. And when you're listening to that kind of music too. Yeah. It's, but there's like, so, but what was it? Um, Last year we went and saw Brujeria, and I Brujeria Brujeria sorry, and <laughs> I loved Brujeria. They played so good. Oh yeah. But the thing is, the my when my mind was blown, it was when Cattle Decapitation was playing, because one I've never listened to them before. I knew who they were, but that band plays I, I'll something d- so different. Absolutely, I, I agree with you on that. I will say with Brujeria, for me finally being able to see them, it was like that rock star moment because I just loved the whole shtick of that band. Yeah. And so I was like, oh shit, it's Juan Brujo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also like, remember like when we, we took Frederick uh, to go see Violent Reaction. Yeah. Who like Frederick's our, our friend. He, he has very little ties to any music, underground music, musical yeah. subculture. And we were just 
we were like, oh, we got a a band coming in town that a lot of our friends have talked about, so we're gonna go see it. It was this hardcore band, kind of like negative approach, kind of mm-hmm. like power violence, and no, like knowing that I had no idea what they were gonna sound like, I was absolutely blown away. Mm-hmm. It was it was so much better. My uh, my favorite band right now is actually like was a band that I played with, played a show with. Um, uh, I'd never heard of them. I'd never seen them before. Uh, the Blind Shake. Yeah, yeah. We played a show with them at uh, the Fun House, and uh, they they were on tour um, from they're from Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, and uh, man, I bought their out. Al- they were just amazing live. Their album their recordings just sounded so cool um so i've been just listening to the crap out of the stuff it's like it's like kind of weird noise rock surf punk like yeah thing that's cool yeah though. it's it's fucking amazing and yeah. i just yeah uh so i've been you know working on some solo stuff and it's been very much like that you know like that that kind of sound not not quite exactly like that but like it it kind of encapsulates some of the things that i want to do and yeah and stuff like awesome. that but um but that yeah that was and that doesn't happen very often i it, it i am not impressed by bands a lot i love a lot of bands i i'm friends with people and bands that i love um but i'm never like blown away these guys really blew me away i, I thought that's that they were awesome just great i think yeah. too like there there's especially in seattle there's people that going going to shows is something they do and like that's and that to me it's like it's a culture yeah like and like and it's that's their culture and it's fine me i am 100 percent fine staying home oh me too (laughs) well my the root of my existence is i'm a lazy fucking asshole (laughs) see when i when i when i first moved out here i was i loved going to shows and stuff but as things got bit with the studio and working on music all the time it's like you know if you work at a pizza place, are you, when you get home from work, are you going to eat pizza? Probably not. You're probably going to Ryan, probably, yes. Yeah. Well, I okay. worked at a pizza bad, place. Bad example. I, I, yeah. I, I worked at a, at a pizza place. Okay, and, yeah, well, <laughs> nonetheless, you get the, you get the analogy. Yeah. Uh, the point being that, like, sometimes I'm so exhausted from working on music all the time that I don't really... Uh, I'm just not in the mood to go out and I just want to play like video games or watch a movie or read or, yeah. or do something other than, than music for, you know, yeah. when I'm done working. And it also, I'm, I, I spend a lot more time these days and more confident at like direct, you know, producing and directing where things go musically with people's stuff. I'm, I'm, um, I used to be when I first started out, just be the engineer, just record them, you know, let do whatever they want and now i'm like eh that's a bad idea i think that's gonna sound like shit what so about like this? more like you about know? producer role yeah i kind of and i you know um i think I, that's awesome it it depends yeah. it depends on who i'm working with because yeah. there are times where it's somebody who absolutely does not want that but they're but mo- i have a lot of re- return clients that like are just a singer songwriter or whatever and i do everything else like i play you know guitar drums bass piano like i'm working with one guy right now who doesn't play anything he just you know like um he plays a little bit of guitar and and i just like he's not the only one i've worked with a lot of people like because i play so many instruments 
Um, All right, cool somebody off can on just, yourself, dude. Just, what's that? <laughs> cool off on yourself. Yeah, for just so, to say. Just saying. It's <laughs> like a lot of people don't know him, but multi instrumentalist. <laughs> yeah. The point. The point being, though, that um, that uh, it's not always. Um, when I first started, I didn't feel confident enough to. I think that early on, I was afraid to just to interject myself and in, to try and leave myself oh, yeah. up, you know, don't influence us. Just let them be themselves and capture the performance, capture it live yeah. and give it the, you know, best. I mean, and that possible. has to be one, you know, that probably good that you don't have that big of an ego about yourself, that it took you this long to be within music recording, music studio. Yeah. And now, now you're actually friends. Like, you know, I've been doing this long enough. This is actually probably the way it needs to go. Rather than I'm trying to save them from making a mistake that I've already made. Yeah. So I'm I and that's the other thing is like I listen back over the years of work that I've done and I've gotten better. Like I am more happy with the work that I'm doing now and it and I'm always trying to get better. And you're never you know, you might as well give up and and not be in this industry if you think that where you're at right now is the pinnacle and it can't get any better. Well, that's, It'll you always, can say that about yeah, anything. I, I anything. honestly, yeah. I honestly hope people understand that that can be said about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cause it's a poor outlook, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh, or don't, you know, it's basically just like, you have to be passionate about this. You have to like be when new microphones or new, you know, gear, or new, uh, technology and stuff like that is coming out. You have to embrace it and not just fight it. And I feel like there's a lot of audio engineers especially old school ones who've like fought it and, tr and instead of embracing it, they've tried to like push back against it and be like, no, 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 you got to do it this way. This is better. And it's like, you know what? Like well, maybe think, instead of yeah. fighting it, you should just embrace it or accept it that it's, this is where we're going. I think it probably comes from a lot of like your guys's uh, trade was like a lot of it. I want to feel like it's like self-taught or like self. It was also very, um, uh, exclusive. I was just going to say yeah. exclusive because it's not like a thing like carpentry. Yeah. You know, there's not many people that do it. So of course they're going to guard. But I think like, you know, exactly. in, in my, in my job, uh, with installing water services and whatnot, it's, I mean, it's, I work with a, a water distribution district, but the, the guy that comes in who, he would like he taught himself everything. That mm -hmm. guy is so reluctant to change. Yeah. But like the person who's kind of like me, who's grown up in that industry with people teaching me because I didn't know shit to begin with. Yeah. I'm totally cool taking you, on it. You have to enjoy the learning part of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like you have to enjoy the like, there are times where I get frustrated and I'm like, why can't I get this to sound the, the fucking way I want it to sound? And then when I figured out, it's that eureka moment and you feel that is, that's a great moment. That's a fucking awesome thing when you have breakthroughs. And you're always, you know, that's that's a fucking, that's what you should be shooting for, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'd Keep say a learning. lot of it comes down to what kind of person you are anyway. Yeah. You know, if you're an open-minded person, you're going to approach it the way you do. Yeah. You know, if you're, we all know that those types of musicians, and I'm sure it transfers to recording engineers where it's... Personality, mm -hmm. everything. Yeah, I, I did yeah. it this way. And that's the way it's going to stay. I don't like that. That's to this. That's yeah. to that. Well, and there's also, I mean, like you have to be willing to, like I, I didn't, I didn't used to say no to anything because I needed the money. Yeah. 
Um, and there were people who worked with me who we were probably not a good fit working together. Um, have, I, you, have you ever worked with like um, like an artist that had a producer as yeah, well? Yeah. How's, oh, so many times. Yeah. How's how's that experience? So my feeling is is that um, you know as sometimes you have producers who don't know anything about the engineering side of things, and sometimes you do. I actually prefer the ones who don't know shit about the engineering side of things, only because they're trying to be sort of an extra member of a group or be like a supporting role. A yeah. coach almost. Co yeah, yeah, almost like a coach. They're not, they're yeah. not trying to tell you how yeah. they would do something. Yeah, I mean, they can get, they can, I, I like reference material. I like, you know, people saying like, oh, you know, this one song, take a listen to it. There's something really cool that I think would be cool here. And then, you know, check it out and I'll see if I can kind of, you know, reverse engineer that. Um, but, uh, but when I have somebody in, when you get a too many cooks in the kitchen type of scenario, yeah. um, and more than one engineer, sometimes if, if there isn't like a, you know, tier system, like first engineer, second engineer, you know, or whatever, then you're going to have problems. Yeah. Um, I had, uh, I had one session where I had a producer who had worked in studios, you know, all over the country, but back in the 70s. Nice. And so he thought he knew exactly how we Don't did make them like they used to. <laughs> yeah, things just aren't the same. And he just, man, like he just stressed out the entire, uh, he yeah. just, he was a bad vibe on the, the entire uh, session. Yeah. Because he was just, why isn't it done like this? Why aren't you doing things this way? And it's like, dude, you just need to let me do my job and shut the fuck up. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm the one engineering it. You're not. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's that's something. I Well, that phrase should be coined. They don't that, make them like they used to, guys. <laughs> yeah. That's totally a thing. And also, too, it's like, I'm doing what I do. Shut the fuck up needs to yeah. be coined, Yeah, and too. that's not necessarily the all. What I my reaction isn't necessarily always the proper etiquette or anything like that. But like, if you're working in like, if you're working in a major fucking recording facility like, you know, Abbey Road or fucking like, like, you know, if you're working at like Robert Lang or something like that, I'm sure that shit doesn't fly. But this is my fucking studio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I mean, to I, whenever we record with you, I'm just like, well, Scott, like you know what you're doing. I, I don't. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. And it's it's the same thing. We're also pretty I always humble get the musicians, best, though. Dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> I always honestly. get the best product out of the artists who. Uh, just they they come in and they do their job. Yeah, if it's your job to play the guitar, play the fucking guitar, and like you can if something doesn't sound right to you, absolutely say something. But you know how you're going to get there. That's probably not the advice that you have. You probably don't have that know-how. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, and I don't know. It just it depends. It, it sometimes it just depends. The, the client and the, you know, the engineer have to have a good rapport or whatever. So that's, you know, otherwise it's just a shitty experience. And I just try and make this, this is a different type of studio. I, like there's probably people out there who prefer to go into a studio that looks super fancy and just has every piece of gear and all of that shit. They're just like, that means we're going to get the best product. Yeah. 
And that is not, couldn't be further from the fucking truth. And that's what I hate. And I don't even yeah. like the look of that stuff. And it makes me feel out of my element. And maybe that comes from being, you I know, think being here in band. Seattle, yeah, exactly. A lot of people that I work with are like, they, they practiced in, in practice spaces and garages and, and, and are used to like shitty fucking punk shows. And, and so like, that's not to say, but you know, just everybody that I work with, I think what they say is it just feels comfortable. It's like I'm just hanging out at a buddy's house. Yeah, I yeah. felt like if and, we walked into some polished, you know, it's got the the thousand fader thing. I'd be like, oh, like, <laughs> well, first off, I don't belong here. Yeah. You know? I've worked in studios like that. Don't get me wrong. that it, It's great. And the equipment they have is, is great. But it doesn't. But it's not you. And it's not. It's, it, but it yeah. doesn't make a difference either. I mean, yeah. it like. You needed that kind of of equipment, like you know, twenty, thirty years ago. You, exactly, you, and it's true. You don't now. What I want to know, what for, at least for you, what are what are studios' do's and don'ts on your list? Like, if a band comes in and maybe like you're ready to go, granted they're they're paying you for time, but if they start just like, fuck like, yeah, if they're not. If you're being unpreparedness is like the most annoying thing. I, you know, if I was cool with just sitting back and like, cause I get the most common thing is I get a lot of hip hop artists who like, they find a beat that they like on YouTube. They come in, they, you know, we load it in or whatever. And then they write their lyrics. And it's like, why didn't you write this shit before you came in? Um, so I've, I've actually <sighs> sat there and just looped parts of, of songs back for them. And I'm like, I'm getting paid for it, Yeah, but it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Cause I if know, you're going to do that, yeah. you better be like the most awesome MC. I heard Well, and just... I try and tell them like, you know what I, I try. Here's the other thing is like, I also try not to bullshit people and I'm, I'm going to uh, like, so I have kind of worked on, I work on a less and less hip hop now. And the reason why is because they don't fucking need me. They don't need me. They don't need another studio. All these SoundCloud rappers and stuff mm -hmm. like that, the way they're doing it, like there is really, really great sounding hip hop out there. And there's, and, and, and there is some types of hip hop or depending on how you want to do it, where maybe you do need that sort of, you know, professional facility you know somebody really knows what they're doing but now you've got every fucking you know jerk off with their fucking laptop who can just like make a beat on fruity loops or whatever upload it for which they do for free and people just take them and then and, and make, that's what they're doing that's what they're doing famous. with me they they come in here they go on youtube we load up the fucking song and then they, you know, rap some verses and, and, and we try and, you know, put something cool together for them. And nine times out of ten, they're using auto tune. Mm -hmm. um, I wish and I wish hip hop would. They uh, don't need me. You, They can do that with a laptop. So this is one case where where in a lot of cases, if you just spend some time, you know, researching it and learning about it, if you're really passionate about doing hip hop. You don't need to go into some professional fucking studio. I've, I know people that came to me and then started going to another studio where, you know, it was really professional, but man, I bet they were paying out the ass. And I'm sure the product they're getting is good, 
but they could have gotten just as good. At, I, just the margin of difference between going into a professional studio. In your buddy's house do, with a laptop. <laughs> exactly. Is just yeah. not enough of a margin to yeah. like that's. And honestly, like. I, I don't mean to be hating on hip hop or anything like that, but I mean like it, there really is not much to it. I, w- I wish hip hop would sample old soul. Well, I was gonna say again. like what you need is someone to come in like Public Enemy back in the day, you know, with the Bomb Squad, and they have all the <laughs> yeah. you know, it's yeah. this thing looped over this, and then there's the yeah. real instrument brought in, and then there's yeah. this. And See it's that all shit's the... rad. That shit's fucking awesome. Like. I would love to work on stuff like that. It's just that I'm, and I'm not talking about all hip hop here. No, I we, love hip hop. It's just that we're talking about this. This I new think generation. we all can. Yeah, agree. this new generation of hip hop. Post Malone. The, yeah, <laughs> I hate it's, to slag off an artist, was, but I just did. There was. A, I'm saying that those artists don't need us. No, they really don't. <laughs> there was an article that came out that said uh, Post Malone is the perfect pop star for today's age, and that's not a compliment. <laughs> it's very true. I saw that article. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that what, what was that New York Magazine or New York Times? Mm. I can't remember. I don't know, but it was perfect. It was a Washington Post. I think it yeah. was a it was a like a, a reputable Oh yeah. 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 Uh anyways, yeah, but I I listen I've I've listened to that stuff and it's not that it sounds bad or anything. There's nothing wrong with it. It's that it's trite. There's no thought to it put behind no. it. It's a dude who got stoned and just like randomly wrote some some stupid shit that's like not even pertinent to his life whatsoever. Exactly. You know, I think it was like Krispy Kreme, Froggy Fresh or whatever who went on like that. He was totally yeah. trolling Daniel Tosh or whatever yeah. at the time. But the guy's brilliant. I mean, like he... He said, well, yeah, of course I'm going to talk about my car. I'm not going to tell people, like, I'm picking up ladies on my bike, you know, or yeah. whatever. But that's the other thing about – so – and I've said this, and I've said this many, many times. I know you guys have heard this before, but that I get, you know, a band of – I'll get a band in here of, like, five or six people, and they're all very talented but very humble and very nice people. And then I get one hip-hop artist in here who has a bigger ego than all of them combined. <laughs> and they don't know how to do anything. And uh, they're not – and, like, like the, and, I, and nine times out of ten, there's somebody who, like, can't even be on beat. I mean – and and it's – and I have to, like, edit it and fix it and make it work for them and shit like that. And, you know, the it's the content like listening to music where you're just like blowing yourself up the entire time is not interesting to me. No. Listening to music where you're being misogynistic and calling women bitches all the time is not fucking interesting yeah. to me. Like talking about shit that just like I, I mean, and you can say, oh, well, you just don't fucking get it. It's like I fucking, when I started growing up, it was in East St. fucking Louis, okay? I know what you're fucking talking about. Yeah. Now, I, was, also I wasn't your, any part of it, yeah. but I know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, and also, about. you guys are all talking about something that's been talked about time and time and exactly. time and time and, again. And half of you are lying. <laughs> that's yeah. the other thing. Yeah. Is like most of you grew up in the suburbs. Yeah. So shut you, the fuck up. For well, for either of you guys, do you, do you think anything about... And I guess you would, I just, it's, it's transcended into just uh, modern pop music, but this modern rap, do you think any of it is going to last? I don't really think it is, but I think, I don't know, times come and go, 
You know, we look back to this golden era of when we were, what, nine and ten years old, and you had these great hip-hop artists around, and they were huge. But when you think about it, they were, like, the first of their kind. Like, there's not going to be another, like, early Ice Cube. They're still out there. NWA. And they're yeah. all they're yeah. all underground, you know, now. That yeah. stuff all still exists. And that's um, all I'm saying is, is, like, the stuff that's mainstream, the stuff that, like, the younger generation likes— you know, like they're gonna grow like we're, and it could be attributed to us getting older. And but I honestly like I pay a lot of attention to this stuff, and I don't think it's attributed to me getting older. I think that it's just no. simply like, you know, you can well, like, make and, that fucking argument. Well, but, I, I mean, I'm with you, like, because I, I always thought there was gonna be a part of me that stayed young. Like it's, I will yeah. always know what the what kids are listening to just yeah. like my just the traits i think our generation grew up with and now what the kids are listening to i'm like i don't fucking get it. but i think the truth is somewhere in the middle there i, I don't think it's yeah. all us just getting older yeah. no um, I, don't, I don't think it with hip-hop but... that sucks versus other things i guess me personally yeah i hate you know the post malone shit all this soundcloud it's, crap yeah i also hate a lot of popular rock music and pop music oh, i yeah, find it all just disingenuous there's yeah. a side to the rap angle though that i find a little more sinister in the sense that you had in the early to mid 90s conscious rap that was actually popular very much saying so, yeah. revolutionary shit yeah and i think there's you know not sound conspiratorial but powers yeah. that be especially in the record industry that did not want to push that anymore yeah. And pushed on kids this stuff of like, here's here's what's popular. You know, these dudes that are, I mean, I don't know, just it's sad. You see some here give face tattoo and shitty music and it's saying nothing except further, you know, furthering yeah. the problem. Yeah. I don't know. I, it, it's, it's not about, uh, so like I said, like I don't really acknowledge too much um, that, like mainstream in general, what's going to happen in ma in the mainstream music industry? I don't feel is in any way up to what kids think is cool or popular. I think it has more to do with what they want to sell. Mm -hmm. They'll sell it. Yeah. Um, I think that they do market research and, and, and everything like that, but I don't think that, and if something becomes popular or whatever, they push it and they sell it. But I think that, for me personally, like that, none of that is going to matter to me for the rest of my life. It, all that will matter to me is what are people, what's up and coming like in the underground scene? What, you know, because there's still really great hip hop. I have one artist that I work with and I don't do any of his mixing or mastering or anything like that. He's learning on his own. But he comes in, he does like 10 songs in two hours and knows exactly what he's doing, has everything written, just comes in, cranks it out. He just needs a good booth to like record his vocals in. Mm -hmm. And his lyrics are fan-fucking-tastic. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal. And he hasn't released anything yet, but he's working on it. And it's like, um, you know, he's very down. He's from Atlanta originally, so he grew up with kind of more of the like southern uh crunk style or whatever mm -hmm. but he also he's also younger so he knows about like the mumble rap and and the you know soundcloud rap and stuff like that and like i think that his take on it is that like it's just it, it there there is this whole other scene you know that is specifically for the you know the younger generation or whatever that that a lot of us just don't know about and uh 
and it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah. A lot of it, a lot more of it has to do with just how much drugs they're doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's not, and it, it, according to him, that it's not about, um, you know, um, like a message or a scene or, or like a, a movement or anything like that. It's simply just a bunch of people who like doing fucking pills. Yeah. And getting fucked up. Like, oh, like. You know, prescription fucking Oxycontin God, and shit so like that. That is so sad. Lil Xan. Mm, yeah, yeah, Xanax and yeah. shit. Yeah, well, uh, Lil and Xan. And Ryan's alter ego is... What was your... Oh, my uh, my drug dealer name is uh, Big Fent. Oh, you know, there's your rap name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Fent. Oh, my, well, my rap name? Yeah, which... it was a Big Fent on the track, dude. Yeah. yeah. So uh, from his from his perspective, which I think is a, is a more accurate depiction of what it is because he's more in tune with it than I am was that it's just a bunch of people like who are fucking heavily on fucking drugs. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I have and it's, and that's like it, you know, become a thing where they think it's cool. And it's like, there is a point, you know, like, cause we look at back at, you know, the past and a lot of those artists were on drugs and stuff like that, but they were on like, you know, stuff that didn't make it so that they can't talk. Yeah. Like all the fucking, well, that's not true. Shane McGowan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I take well, that back. I have, but... I have a friend who's in, he, he's a, he's a hip hop artist and he's sober. Yeah. Like he, and he's, he's in the program. He's a mentor to people in the program. And like his his hip hop, it's it's good. It's it's nothing like the SoundCloud stuff. Yeah, and mm -hmm. he he now came to realization like he's like, yeah, all that stuff is all just drugs. Yeah, I mean, I thought completely. Yeah, I thought yeah. like, yeah, started with drugs, but now young just young people are like, and he's like, no, yeah. it's most it is kind of mostly all drugs and. So now he's taking a totally different avenue yeah. to hopefully try to get success because he will not get it in that. Yeah. And he he won't put himself into that genre just because of his sobriety. And I, you know, and I, I'm, I kind of, you know, I don't want to I don't want to keep hating on it because only in this I, I don't like it. It's bad and everything like that. But I'm not, you know, I'd rather uh, I, I think what I was originally talking about. Uh, was, you know, how I, I'm trying not to bullshit people and I'm trying to be honest, you know, I talk to hip hop artists who will call me and I'll have a conversation with them about, they won't even come into the studio and I'll even like advise them. I'm like, well, you could get this and this and this and like learn to do it on your own. Check out these, you know, tutorials on YouTube. I like helping people learn. Mm -hmm. um, and if it's something, you know, it's not, it's not that, I just I feel I it feels shitty to feel like I'm robbing somebody. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm robbing somebody. Like hip hop artists, it's fine. Like listen, if you really don't want to learn how to do it and you want to come in and and I'm more than happy to do it. But I will tell somebody you can learn how to do this on your own. It might take you a little bit of time, but it wouldn't take you how long it took me to learn how to like record real drums mm -hmm. and real guitars and real acoustic instruments and everything like that. It is just a completely different ball game. Um, recording like hip hop is like all everything is already produced. All the, like the kicks, the snares, the the hats, like the all the synth sounds and all that stuff they're all already perfectly like like compressed and produced and 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 everything and ready to go 
So there's barely any mixing that generally needs to really be done. Somebody's already done that for you. Like it's been pre-produced. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of times not that not all of it, like there's definitely it, you know, some stuff, but um, but it is something that you can learn to do on your own that you don't need to go into professional. So what, so all I'm saying is when I see major label art, hip hop artists, even like Jay-Z in a big studio, I'm just like, <laughs> are you kidding me? You do not need yeah. all that crap yeah. that they're using. I, I, studios need that stuff because he's going into a professional facility that the label's even paying for, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But for anybody who sees that, sees Jay-Z doing that and says to themselves, I need to do that, you absolutely do fucking not need yeah. to do that. That is the last place you need to go to. The only time you go to a place like that is if somebody else is paying for exactly. it. Exactly. Maybe you maybe there can be an Adam Ruins Everything episode on Adam Ruins either current hip hop or Adam Ruins recording studio. <laughs> well, I think yeah. I think if anything, this showed us we should do an episode just geared towards hip hop. Because I actually, it's funny, for being guys that play punk in that, so much of me even getting into punk. Oh, but there's so much of, there's so much of punk in hip-hop. Well, and that's in what a, it was. In, like, so... underground hip-hop, in real hip-hop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. I got so much of that feeling, and I guess you would say as a kid, anti-establishment type views was from those. Some of those hip-hop records are more important punk records to me than... Yeah. You know, well, Black and, Flag. yeah, and Ice Ice T said oh, that's all he listened to was punk. It was angry yeah. white boy music, yeah. he said. Yeah. Well, and... And I, when I said there's a lot of punk in hip hop, I'm talking about the attitude. I'm talking about the the messaging and the, you know, it does not the sound. It doesn't. Sound, they sound nothing like. But like you know, it's just like fuck you to the man. You know, yeah. like yeah. that's that's punk. I you it, know when it comes to any artist for me, I just pretty much I want I want the person <clears throat> to either. I want them to take it seriously or I want to make sure that like whatever you're giving me like displays yourself. Mm-hmm. And with all these sound cloud rappers, one, you guys all sound alike. I yeah. cannot, I cannot place any of you. So none of you are fucking original. Yeah. And it, it's also just unfucking listenable. Yeah, and I don't even yeah. hate on the guys that do yeah. it. I'm like, you're lost, and like you said, it's like you're on massive fucking drugs, you know. Yeah. And I, I just think it's 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 a bummer. It's it it's really, really is a bummer, and it. But I, it's all. What is also a bummer is that it's popular. That people like it. That yeah. They, you know, yeah. like you know, um, you can't understand. You can't understand a fucking word they're saying nine times out of ten. And, Do you think and it's an act of rebellion? Is why it's getting so big. Like, like mm, I mean, because like white white people love this shit. Right well, now. I think the culture's changed too to of our country. We're going back almost thirty years to stuff, and times have changed, man. There was a time when it was marketable to you know sell the lynch mob to kids. You know, yeah. it was like super yeah. revolutionary shit. Yeah. You yeah. know, and kids were listening to it, taking it in. You know, and you, I like to think people weren't too hip to that. Yeah, you know. So yeah, it's a well, lot more. I mean, like we grew up listening to like NWA, and uh, you you can't relate to them, you know, at all. And but you can see where they're coming from. You can you can like imagine their perspective or put yourself in their shoes. And or it was whatever. done but, intelligently. Yeah, and it, it but and intelligibly. Um, yeah, that's the thing. It's yeah. like these dudes are speaking. You hear them talking, but like these guys are fucking on it. I yeah, like I they know. might have a good message, but I can't. Tell, I can't hear what that message is because they're mumbling. It's like I 
That's the problem. And it, usually from guys I've talked to, you know, the mumble rappers don't usually have a good message. No, I, <laughs> not from what I've heard, no. But I will be honest, like, I, 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 I you know, kind of started hearing some of it, and then I just kind of tuned it out. So yeah. it's not even something I pay attention to really anymore. But um, And it is a phenomenon, just like any style of music, it will go away. And I'm sure at some point, like, people will be like, why do we listen to that? That's, yeah. you know... Um, just like we do with like you know new metal and shit like that. Well, exactly. Yeah. I look back at that time and it, it was like, oh it was man, ridiculous. remember? It was the we, best. I'm of sorry. Music. I'm gonna say this. We all listened to fucking Limp Bizkit. Everybody, everybody did. did. Yeah. Everybody fucking did. And whether or not like nobody at the time was like this is the worst thing ever. Nobody was. If anybody, if everybody had been like that, they wouldn't have been fucking famous. Yeah. People did like it. Yeah. Okay. And think. So, I mean, like, and also to. So let's not fucking yeah. lie about yeah. it. And be like, I never liked Limp Biscuit. Yeah, you fucking did. And yes. with Limp Biscuit, think of and corn and you know. Think of like this is this is before social media. They were the biggest band. They were the biggest band in yeah. the early two thousands. They were. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that is ridiculous. What yeah. can that be? A, the, I don't even think Fallout Boy is as big as Limp Biscuit. Well, yes. look back at how <laughs> I, embarrassing. I don't know. <laughs> We think how embarrassing that is. I can, I can, you know, and yeah. What's the difference between that and, you know, okay, the SoundCloud guy that's going to be embarrassing in yeah. 20 yeah. years? Uh, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I, I've listened, I, I like all music. I, I, you know, in the sense that I like all styles of music, but there, I think what, eventually fucks you know a band like limp biscuit over is that they truly are pieces of fucking shit <laughs> well, we don't know that like, though <laughs> do we <laughs> really scott's, do we though scott's face right there was like what the fuck yes we do know they're horrible yes part of me there's this, and there's... i'm not talking about even them as musicians i'm talking about them as human fucking beings the one th the one thing i like, fucking hated about limp biscuit is if you if you see current interviews with them because yeah. they they play now which is apparently which is ridiculous that's interesting I but wes that. wes borland will drop that he was like super into minor threat yeah i'm like fuck that you to try and give them credibility and that's one thing i've always hated it's to be something. fair to Wes, though, uh, he quit the band several times and could not stand uh, Fred Durst. And yeah, what sucks. Tried he was to break always... free of it. I think that he he there was a part of him that despised it um, and knew that it was bad. And sad for him, know. he was my yeah, most hated no. member. <laughs> when I'd see him dress up in that stupid shit in the contacts, and like, oh yeah, I'm like, dude, you're a fucking cheese dick dweeb. <laughs> like, I can't even, you know, <laughs> get that shit off your. Yeah, face. it's like, yeah. don't wear a monkey suit. You look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and where's your dad telling you you look like a fucking idiot? <laughs> the know? only, the only, the only style of the only real mixture of like hip hop and and metal that I, or punk or rock or whatever that has ever ever really 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 worked and seemed really authentic to me was rage against the machine well exactly and but, i think yeah. what what was so different about them is it's not a uh he's an actual mc He's well, actually and also too, rapping. and you have and you have a, a full band who is that shit's still fucking good. Oh, absolutely, oh, dude! It holds yeah. it holds it up. holds up. It's timeless. Yeah. Well, yeah. and also, I mean, like, I almost think it gets it's gotten and better. Beastie, and Beastie Boys too, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But I feel like, but, especially with Rage Against the Machine, I'll listen to it now, and I'm just like, fuck! Like, why didn't 
why didn't I love this even more? Well, I think I what's it's, I never stopped liking them to be honest. Yeah. Like there was never a period. Like I, so my my when I was younger, I think that I was quick to like this isn't cool anymore. Fuck that. But now I'm like, you know what? I still there are certain things like I uh, I never there was a period of time where I think I'll, and I don't know if this is true or not, but. It seemed like a lot of people were like, fuck Radiohead. I still like Radiohead. I still, to this day, like them. Got to um, disagree with you on that. I don't give a shit what you think. <laughs> I was never a big Radiohead fan <laughs> yeah, either. I still like them. Um, I think OK Computer is is a, one of the most fantastic albums ever recorded. I think it's absolutely amazing. Uh, but, but that's that style of music. There was a time where I set it aside and didn't listen to it for a while, but I never said I didn't like them. Uh one of my favorite bands of all time, Hum. I don't really listen to them much anymore, but I grew up listening to them yeah. and loved them and still love them to this day. But when I listen to it now, I'm like, yeah, I've kind of moved on. It's not really mm-hmm. what I do. But yeah. but every once in a while, I go back to it, and I'm like, this is still good. I still like this. Um, well, and know, I think time has done Rage, Rage Against, Against the, the Machine, machine a service. Yeah, so Rage yeah. Against the Machine, there was never a point in time where I was like, eh, I'm just not into this right now. No. Yeah. I'm into this. It's always fucking good. Yeah. That, that shit is rad. Just like Minor Threat, just like Bad Brains, and, you know, just like a handful of other bands that, in my life, like, I will never, ever be, you know, there will never be a lull in yeah. my, in my like, interest in you, that. Yeah. You, you really loved, uh, or you probably still love, is uh, Living Color, too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, you were like the... Because I only knew them as a novelty of videos that would come on MTVX. Because I, because I mean, because I'm I'm five years younger. I'm sorry, than you. those guys were dope as hell. But you, right? but you were the first person to be like, no, that that is an amazing band. Yeah, and I, I've listened to them. And I was like, hey, you're fucking right. They fucking I heard ripped cult, so I heard, good. yeah. If you listen to like all their stuff, and uh, yeah, like uh, cult, like the first, you know, everybody knows cult of personality. That's their, you know, like. This this really fucking famous yeah. song or whatever, but I mean like there there there's other cool shit, you know. Uh, but you know, that's the other thing is like I had a conversation with uh, with um uh, one of the bands I'm in mean, very serious. Jeff and I were talking about not releasing albums. We're releasing um just when we finish recording a song, just release it, just put yeah. it out there. I actually and had the not, same conversation. Not doing with Tyler, albums, yeah. you know? Well, and it wasn't it wasn't we weren't gonna not do songs, but. We were gonna be like, let's just do EPs or four songs, only because like, yeah, exactly. Only nobody only be- has yeah. the attention span anymore. A hundred percent. And yeah. then also too that the last album, the last full album we did, the Fire Next Time, that was was it 10, 12 or eleven? Songs? And it was meant to be. It was a conglomeration of we had songs on there that were old as hell. Yeah. And then other ones that we were going to do with an EP with just your material. Then we combined it with another one. So it really should have been yeah. like three and we're like, albums. Yeah, yeah. And I was telling was like, yeah, like, uh, yeah some yeah. of those songs don't get appreciated enough because yeah. they're not standing alone. They're standing on this big piece of property yeah. instead of this and un- and Unless you're making like a concept album or something like that, there really isn't any point. So I, and I loved seven inch, uh, uh, you know, vinyl. Yeah, I loved you know because I had a bunch of it, um, just a bunch of local punk bands. You know, uh, there's that... something about them to me. They're just more fun. They, oh yeah, they feel mm-hmm. more fun. Maybe because uh, yeah. they're tiny. Yeah, I don't know. But they're 
but it's seven like, inches are just fun. It's like like three or four songs on you know and 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 that's and that's it man yeah. like, and maybe too like i think like, the album generation like, is dead yeah but yeah. it's like okay like let me digital listen. Is, yeah. is what caused that and and mm-hmm. and and uh like you know stream pot uh like streaming streaming and, yeah. and still spotify and stuff like that that's you know because people make playlists now of of individual songs they want to hear and that's i think that that's great i I try to write music in the same, in almost that same sort of like, don't worry whether or not so much if a song is good, just keep writing, just keep going. So finish a song and then move on, start another one. Yeah. Finish that song, move on, start another one. Just keep going. I feel yeah. You know, what it, what you're you... going to write some shitty fucking songs. It's just going to happen. Yeah. Or ones that you're not so fond of. Mm-hmm. Nobody, you know, like Prince recorded a song a day since yeah. he started, you know, and like, Nine times, like fucking ninety percent of that is never going to see the light of day. Exactly, and it probably because he not. doesn't want it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He probably recorded some shit. He was like, "Man, what was it, today what, was a bad recording day." Wasn't <laughs> like, his philosophy was like, "I have a studio and I'm not living up to my potential if I don't do a song a day." I feel like he he was very religious and I and he felt like God gave him a gift and it was wrong of him not to use that gift every day. Hmm. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> what what's your guys' opinion on streaming? Like do you do you think streaming is a, a benefit? Or will it stick around in the way that it is? Well, it's always gonna be around. It's the future, but I think that we need to figure out a way to fairly monetize yeah. uh for artists because you the the amount of work that people and that's this isn't just music, this is all art. This is this is art in the United States. Uh, the art industry and the music industry is fucked. Nobody gives a fuck. I mean, like my buddy Matt Brennan, uh, he has he used to live here in Seattle. Now he now he lives in Boston. Um, he has a, uh, a like a art company. He called Two Things, and. He's made a lot of really, really cool images and stuff like that and shared them online. And they get stolen by companies that then steal his image, images, take the watermark off of them, and then make T-shirts and, and, yeah. and apparel and stuff like Jesus. that. Um, and Google just lets these people do this. There's yeah. nothing they can do to police it. So it's the absolute chaos of the Internet that has just screwed artists over. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, had, I had a friend, he... And music isn't yeah. any different. Yeah. You that, know? I feel like I knew about music. I had no idea about yeah. shit like that. that. Yeah. That brand that's... um, I think I think it's a skate brand, but it's called mm-hmm. Crew with the K. And um, friend down in Texas on social media was like, fuck this company. They mm. just totally hijacked my friend's artwork. Yeah, and he and he post so he posted like the crew shirt next to his friend's artwork. Yeah, and literally all they did was like get rid of the brush strokes. Yeah, and, wow, and and crew never even asked permission. Yeah, never asked permission. They just straight up yeah. stole it. Yeah, because they can get away with it. And it was it was they won't it, get in yeah. any trouble. They may have to take it down. But they'll just do it to somebody else and make money off of it for a short period of time, and then take it down and do it to some other poor artist who yeah. can barely afford to eat. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, it's fucking theft. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And 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 with music, the problem is is that uh, Spotify 
is the worst, you know, man, they, they, they may, so they don't have a product. Their product is our artwork, our music, yeah. right? Well, if some, you know, like you don't, man, you don't make, you don't even make even a penny. You make like a thousandth of a fucking penny off of a yeah, play. I think we yeah. make, if we make, even that. Yeah, we make a hundredth, uh, or yeah. it's like a hundredth of a penny. Yeah. And it's just, it's just yeah. sad because, and then they try and, you know, it's, it's that thing where they say, play this show. It's good exposure are like, so fuck your exposure. Like, yeah. like, like it's up to the bands. So there's a YouTube, uh, guy. I can't, can't remember his name. He's Scottish, but he's, he's, uh, awesome. really, yeah, really Tyler, Tyler yeah. loves him already. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, he, was talking about how uh, kind of guitar gods are dead or whatever, but I think what it, what the real point that um, that he was trying to make was that um, it is now up to every artist to be a marketing genius, to be good at advertising, to be good at social media, to be making videos of themselves so they they need to know so not so he was talking about like keith moon who was like a huge drug addict in in the who and the who in general and it's just like these guys today would never get famous because they spending all the time learning how to be good at their craft and learning how to be a good musician or whatever and there's nobody out there to help promote you mm-hmm you have to promote yourself. That is the only way you can do it these days. Yeah. So not only do you have to be a good guitar player or a good musician, but you have to be good at promoting yourself and putting yourself out there online. And there's nobody out there looking for anybody. There used to be A&R reps from record labels exactly. going looking for people. They don't do that anymore. No. That's pretty much a dead Yeah, that is a dead, dead job. A dead service. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. They're, you know, so... Uh, so it's it's pretty fucked. It's uh, and I'm hoping that you know at some point they find a way to fairly monetize this for the artists who are putting. But in the meantime, it is not going to happen. It isn't going to happen anytime soon. I, I, I wish more people would use something like Bandcamp and you know or p- consumers. I'm not you know yeah. not yeah. Exactly. because Bandcamp actually does you know treat the artists well. They, you make all pretty much all the money from anything that you know yeah and so it's there there's no illusions that you know like it's not their product yeah and i i heard that spotify now is going to start signing artists because because really yeah because labels hate spotify yeah because labels aren't getting money so they're trying to ask spotify to you know it's like oh we'll we'll sell you our artist for and and you know, probably yeah. an uptick in prices, and Spotify is pretty much saying "fuck you." We're gonna just sign artists now. Yeah, and wow. it's just like "fuck," you know. Well, and that's they're 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 pulling an Amazon. Yeah. So well, and they're I mean they're, they're trying almost, to corner the market. Mono- they're, well, they're we have these making... sort of online monopolies now, which are completely like I mean, like monopolies are illegal, like supposed to be illegal in the United States. No yeah. fuck no bullshit. Not. No. <laughs> uh. Take me a day and age. You guys, you guys ever? I mean, I I know Ty. I mean, Tyler's woke as fuck. He he understands this. <laughs> I am, but man. like, when I 
So like when I think of like people getting older, the needs will the things we're going to need to purchase for the needs just to live, retirement, Medicare, all this stuff. What are people in the gig economy going to do? The, like the the Uber drivers, mm-hmm. the the Amazon, oh, yeah. the Amazon mm-hmm. flex drivers, like yeah. what what are these people going to do? Cuz like yeah, it's we, a whole new labor cause, market. Cuz we've heard we've heard now that like people's sole job is being an Uber driver. Like and I'm just like, "Wow, weird." Like it's like you realize you have no fucking stability, right? Yeah. Why are you well, like why are you putting yourself into this situation? Well, I don't have any stability. I mean, like and I And I think most our stability is illusionary. Yeah. Very true. Got to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, so like I don't I you know, I'm say I probably really started saving money only about like 4 or 5 years ago. Yeah. And that's not good. <laughs> okay, because I'm almost 38, and yeah. like I should have been paying into like Social Security and stuff like that. I that just is just not going to be a part of my life. My investment is in the studio, and maybe someday um, I will have enough of a reputation or whatever to have continued, you know, having the studio be run. Maybe not by me, but by like I could hire you know, people okay. or whatever. Kind of like what Robert Lang did mm-hmm. here here in Seattle. Yeah. He has a fantastic studio. He's got a beautiful house. But the guy's also got just like a shitload of money and came into the game at a time where, you know, that was possible. He, I don't, I don't even know that he even does any work. Uh, Bob Ridgely at Binary is friends with, with Bob Lang. And and uh, he's saying like, yeah, he's like, like last he had heard, and I haven't talked to Bob in a originally in a while but like he was in, like he was like building a like a like a house out you know in the caribbean or some shit like that yeah um but you know and and when i was working at binary uh bob wasn't you know he he loves i think he was stored he's more into like the video side of things now he he's very much into like audio and video production but uh he was doing more like video stuff and i and i was doing a lot more like, and i was just doing like music production stuff but he would he'd be like i'd show up to work you know and uh he'd be like see you later scott i'm going crab crab fishing he'd he'd just take off yeah he just yeah. you know he's just living his life and he, he's earned it because he's put all this money into suit but he still works he's still working there yeah. he's not like a super ancient old guy he's not that old but like he that is his investment the studio is in his, his yeah. investment if anything ever went wrong He's got a lot of really expensive equipment in that studio that yeah. he that you know is money that's assets. Yeah. Um, just like me, like a, a, you know, none of I don't have like any insanely expensive equipment. I have some pretty expensive stuff, but now I do. But um, when I started off, I didn't really didn't have that expensive of equipment in in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. You know, um, compared to other studios, but but yeah. Tyler, what do you what do you think is going to happen with the gig like this gig economy fad that's kind of going on now? I don't know. I mean, it's a changing the whole American landscape, and I don't know. Maybe that's going to be that's maybe that's where like the revolution's going to. Well, come. I read it. It's funny. <laughs> I didn't want to drop super get real political on it, but I, I we should post up the article or it's something. The but... work from home economy. No, really, <laughs> work from home. Yeah, seriously. I read a good article that was basically don't ever leave your house. Taking you know <laughs> socialist narratives and comparing them like it was called something like Marx in the age of Amazon and Uber, 
Yeah. And it was a really interesting thing of like how would Karl Marx approach this as far because this is for the most part the working class of our era. Yeah. yeah. Is this consumer yeah. economy, you know, people think working class just means, you know, working with your hands and all that. Well, no, like it's a, not. Yeah, plumber. Yeah. It's anybody no. technically working class is anyone who's not the property class. Yeah. You know, yeah, pretty and much. Yeah. I think it is that, that I think you said it right. That is where the power is, is in this this new age of yeah, people that drive people around for a living. And mm-hmm. well, how yeah. like, yeah, how was Amazon now? They have like their Amazon flex drivers, mm-hmm. which totally bypasses our postal service, which I'm I'm I have no idea how they legally do that. That sounds yeah. so fucking weird. Well, I mean, it, this the same way that, you know, like. Probably in the same way that like UPS and FedEx. I mean, like they're yeah. just they're private. You know, there's nothing to say that you can't have a private par- parcel service. I'm, you know, because there are them. Yeah, they, they exist. Yeah. So Amazon just taking some of the shitloads amount of money that they have and just saying, okay, well, we're just gonna we're gonna be an all in one. Yeah, just do it all our damn selves. And I think this kind of crashes our illusions of. Oh well, I thought you know monopolies were illegal, or yeah. that there was some type of restriction in this country, and there there really yeah. isn't, man. If you got the money, there but... there's some things that you know like are really awful and worth fighting. Amazon is one of those things that people, you know, I have friends. My friend Jeff, he he's just like, I don't, I try not to buy from Amazon because I don't want to support them. But there's really nothing. I mean, we can't. I guess we could all say, all right, we're not going to use Amazon, but that's still going to have the desire for that type of service is going to exist. Yeah. Okay. It will. So we need to find a way that makes it fair and, and regulates it properly. I mean, like, I'm not like, you know, I'm not this huge, like, let's regulate the shit out of everything person, but I'm also not a, like, like, don't regulate corporations at all. I mean, that's the, what the Republican Party has done for years. And look at the effect it's had. Exactly. Yeah. They, they busted all the unions. Like, unions yeah. are fucked now. And, like, the and I, you know, like, well, like the Walmart videos where they're showing, like, why you don't want to be in a union and how evil they are. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Do you want to work for Walmart for what they're offering? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, it is sort Christ. of like, and, and to clarify, a, a union gets their workers what's fair. They do not, they do not overstep what a company can't survive with. Yeah, well, and they definitely don't like, like the days of like unions like bullying people into coming into the union. That you know that definitely happened. Yeah, but. It's it's like it's like taking this incredibly minuscule problem and saying we got to destroy it, bust all the unions for this and seeing the horrible fucking thing, truly horrendous things that corporations have done. If I think of, out of all of the things wrong with this country and things wrong with, you know, the world in general, it's it's corporations. I agree. Well, we, the, we they're just yeah. Fucked. We talked about it is Amazon. not a good way to yeah, run a We business. talked about Amazon on like one of our first episodes for a little bit, and I was make, I was making the point like, listen, what Amazon does, it's so fucking awesome and convenient. It makes our life so much easier. Yes, but the thing is, is this sh- it should just not be a thing. And yeah. honestly, this whole everything that they're doing is making us is like you don't have to go to the store now. You can yeah. keep working. 
Every yeah. like our whole <coughs> exactly mm-hmm. our whole busybody mentality now is has been made made by this type of thing. I think Japan is a great example of oh God. of a like to like look at Tokyo. Um, everybody is in very you know they live they almost live where they work. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they live in tiny little, you know, they can live in these... Like, like apartments. Yeah, apartments, yeah. yeah. Um, they're trying to make it so... And, and that is productivity. Like, we have put too much into productivity and the bottom line. And basically saying, like, it doesn't matter who we hurt. It doesn't matter how much money we're taking away from those who can ill afford to to spend that money as long as this number this this threshold that we have it has to either stay there or go above it it cannot go below yeah if it goes below then we're losing our shareholders money yeah and that's the problem is like it's a company's you know uh goal yes should be to turn a profit but not at the expense of well, of and, and the profit yeah. margins are so yeah. skewed to what exactly people actually make. And I think that was that article I was mentioning was saying the power of your labor, yeah, you know, is worth a thousandfold, yeah, compared to what you see in return for it. Well, and like, know? think of and Ford for the piece of shit that he was, I mean, like, definitely saw that, but he, I mean, he made decisions like you know, like paying his workers more and. Meant and and not making them work quite as often meant yeah. they had time to buy his cars and they had money to buy his cars. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, not 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 a bad idea. Yeah. It, well, it's so it's so ridiculous because right right now we're we're living in such like it, it just seems if if you were to believe what you you hear you're either a socialist or you're someone who loves bleeding heart capitalists <laughs> and bleeding heart capitalists think. Everything, yeah, all this shit is the best thing ever. Oh yeah, yeah, just then, no regulation. Just everything is. I know. think I think there is something valuable in all forms of, uh, you know, of government other of, than like of, of an economic structure. Yeah, yeah. I think, but that doesn't mean. But you know, you can't. In my opinion, it, it's like a everything in moderation stance. You don't take every facet of communism or every facet of socialism or every facet of democracy capitalism. Tyler, what do you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's like, no, you do. See, I don't <laughs> you agree do with take that. every facet no. of socialism. See, uh, see I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just giving Tyler shit. But <laughs> I, I, I just think that there's, there's something valuable in each of these. There's something in there and it depends on the society. It depends on the people, depends on the community. Um, what works best for them. And I think that what we're doing is working horribly for us. Yeah. It's hurting. It is, it is, it is the, the very, the people at the very top, they're just leeching more and more money from the poor and the middle class and just sending more and more people into poverty. And it's not enough for them. And it's because of that threshold, because that bottom line, because it cannot go down because it has to keep going up that they are as long as they're you know making more money it doesn't matter and whatever regulations they have to get rid of whatever you know they're willing to pay 
fines and 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 like politicians and lobby like crazy with just an exorbitant amount yeah, it's of money. Obscene. Just, instead of just doing right by the people and eventually so it's all it's it, it means that they're forced to always think in the short term. Yeah. Me yeah. me it is super, going to yeah. crumble and that is going to be a fucking like <clears throat> shitty shitty fucking time well, for Well, it's everybody. amazing how quick this all degenerated. You yeah. Because I look at like when my parents were young and even your dad, you know, being, I'd say, think about 10 years older than my parents. Yeah. And it, you had this sort of like post FDR mm-hmm. time, you know, going into the 70s after, you know, and th- that whole, I don't know if you call it like Nixon slide down, it sort of came to its, I think, at its head about right now. Yeah. Where, you know, Reagan, of course, was the, you know, the trickle down. And yeah, and we just have a continuation of that where. Yeah. Nixon was sort of the the, you know, where some of that kind of started. Turns Johnson's great society thing. into Yeah. Yeah. But then but then uh, and the corruption, I you know, I I, one of our biggest mistakes was not um, throwing Nixon's ass in jail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Him being pardoned sent a message that, you know, you can be corrupt mm-hmm. and you can get away with it. I was, can, yeah. I was talking to one of my supervisors at work and he he leans on the conservative side. But he, me, me and him were talking about how we a lot of us hear um, like how great of a company Costco is to work for. Mm-hmm. Like, at least that's what I hear. I mean, uh, granted, I'm sure... I've had I've had friends that work there, and they say it's great. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm sure there are a couple bad apples. It looks terrible, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Whatever, exactly. like, they, they pay them well, they give them excellent benefits, yeah. and for the most part, like, it seems like a happy place to work, for the most part. But we were talking yeah. about, like, how that's, that's an exception. Like, why is that an exception? Also, too, Costco is yeah. a thriving company. Well, and it shouldn't be. It, you, if you yeah. took it on paper, you'd even see that Costco, what they give these great benefits and great pay, is far less than the people should be getting. You well, know? And, and then you have these yeah. places exactly. where they and don't give even close to that. Yeah. And that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, Costco is able to be what Costco is right now while treating their employees like that. There's, like, why is that an exception? There's a... Walmart is Sam's Club. Yeah, yeah, Walmart and Sam's Club are are probably bigger companies. They're treating their their people more like shit. No one has ever said, except in a propaganda video or a union busting video, that yeah. uh, that Walmart is a great place to work. Yeah, everyone knows oh, yeah. how shitty it is. Yeah, you know, like so, yeah. but like, wh- why aren't they? Why aren't they doing it? Yeah, I don't understand why they don't follow Costco's model because clearly it works. Yeah. I mean, I, like they're, um, they're not, you know, a mega giant corporation like like the you know, Walmart, but uh, but but, but that just it pro- works. They that are just, a thriving yeah. company. But that just proves know. that Walmart can do what they're refusing to do. Oh, they well, absolutely but Walmart, could. But we know. I mean, we know Walmart that. versus Costco. Costco, you know, like <laughs> on a national basis you know like economically the amount of money that they make versus what walmart does for the way walmart sees it what we're doing is working but it is it though because it it's like it's not getting better for them it's actually amazon has kind of screwed them over but you know who amazon hasn't screwed over costco 
They actually yeah. really haven't screwed over Costco. No. They're doing Why fine. Why is that? Because uh, people always want two gallon things of mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and and I'm I'm with them on that. Who doesn't yeah. want to just stick their fist right in that <laughs> that brand new <laughs> brand new jar? <laughs> yeah, I I use one of the jars for fist slamming, <laughs> and then one of the jars for just mayo. Yeah. But no, I always, I mean, going to Costco as a kid, there was like a generation too, which I feel is like us being little where it was the hip thing to do to go to Costco. Yeah. So all families would go there and I'm sure, and people obviously still do, but well, yeah. we, we didn't have them. Um, by the time I had left St. Louis, we, I, I don't think we had them. We had Sam's club. Oh yeah. Yeah. And see, we um, didn't get Sam's club till late. Yeah. Yeah. See about mid, 10 years Midwest. ago or so probably. Yeah. And then you have like you know like Seattle won't I, I, they won't even let Walmart in. Uh, yeah, because they're not in the city limits. It's, yeah, it's like yeah. Linwood, then Renton. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, I, yeah, I I don't know. It's it's a place I never really shop at. Um, I I've shopped there before to get work pants or something cheap, and God, it's a depressing place. It, that's me it too. Is. It's always work yeah. pants because yeah, you yeah. can get Dickies for half price. And yeah. it's like yeah. at what cost? But you know, um, it's it, it, it's hard to say. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know how Costco because yeah, it, they're, well, they, I know everybody's I, really really like happy with with well, that job. There was so. some quote I heard from like the CEO of it, and he says like. He's like, yeah, like we promote a happy working environment. Like some of our stores are unionized, and we encouraged our employees yeah. to make that, you know, make the decision whether you want to yeah. or not. Like they, it, it just seems they're not at at uh, at odds on trying to make sure they get production. It's no. like production will come because you have a job. People, for the yeah. most part, go to work to work. Well, if also, you know, it's like. It's like the saying politics is local. Well, money is local, too. I mean, like, if you're providing, you know, because, like, Walmart tried to do that thing where, like, they pay their employees with a, they give them a card, and they can either get cash with that card, their paycheck. Really? Or. You can spend it at Walmart. Or you can spend it at Walmart and, and, and get a I'm discount. Doing. Now, that was a way for them to try and not, you know. To not basically pay their yeah. their employees, uh, so Costco, uh, on the other hand, it you know they they pay them very well, and they're just ensuring that like well all these people live in this community, they're part of the community, they're gonna put some of that money back into Costco. Yeah. Same principle as Ford. Yeah. So I uh, you know it's the more money you put because. It's like the Democrats. They they weren't they weren't wrong when they you know Obama wasn't wrong. Well, I guess it was. I guess it was. Uh, it was. Uh, You're wrong. Trying to think of who it was that wasn't Krugman. It was, but anyways, um, economist under Clinton uh, was saying. Uh, Is this Robert Reich? Yeah, Robert Reich. He said, uh, you know. Um, Basically, that that you know, like uh, you, you, the job creators are are the you know us, the people. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not corporations. It's not businesses. They just provide the place 
to work. Which is always, always yeah. the Republican talking point. Like yeah. I got to the point if I in the 2012 election, if I heard the word job creator, <laughs> those two words yeah. one more time to describe some well, point zero one percent of the community uh, of the United States can't hire everybody. And they can't buy everything from, you know, to fill the demand, mm. you know, to of that productivity that we need. So, you know, they can buy man lots of mansions and lots of cars and food and all kinds of stuff, but not enough to 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 stabilize yeah. our economy. That money has to go to the middle class. It, in fact, I mean, me personally, I think it is it should be illegal. I think it is morally wrong. For like Jeff Bezos to have as much money as he does, it absolutely is. I think that it is like there he could like he could take just a fraction of the money that he has and give everybody a place to live who's homeless in Seattle yeah. and maybe in fucking California for all we know. Yeah, but that so having that that you know is just it, it's absolutely it's evil. It's straight up like completely. Against everything that I stand for as as a human fucking being, I agree. Like, and you I know, I, I just want to be comfortable. I don't care if I'm rich. I don't care if I'm insanely wealthy. All I want is to be able to do what I want to do and be happy and comfortable, and yeah. and that's it. That's all I yeah. need. Yeah, I don't yeah, need I'm, five million. Sounds an awful lot like socialism. Yeah. To me. <laughs> Yeah. I was gonna think, dude, it'd be awesome if Bernie Sanders, if he runs again, like found the exact character of Joe the plumber, but but just a commie. Yeah, he's like, sounds yeah. a little like capitalism to me. Yeah, he's like, oh, I reckon. <laughs> like, he's, yeah. I don't know, partner. That sounds like capitalism. Well, yeah. he, he just needs like a Woody Guthrie. Yeah, he's like, well, I was looking out yonder. And figure we start waving them red flags around. But yeah, but Be Bezos, I know too. Like he. If he can't acquire you, he'll try to bury you. I mean, I know he tried to, he pretty much did that with Blue Apron. Yeah. Um, because Blue Apron says, like, no, like, we wanted, we want to keep our company because he, off yeah. he offered to buy them. Yeah. They said, no, we want to keep our company. And then, so he pretty much created like three different ones that yeah. are the same option and Blue Apron can't exist anymore. Yeah. And you're just like, dude, and like, what, yeah. like, why do you want, your hand in everything. Uh, well, mainly because you're a piece of shit. You <laughs> well, know, it and... go, but it goes back to the corporate structure. It goes back to like this is the way corporations operate. It's not it. So you can make the argument that you know there's no there's no humanity in it. It's a machine that's just doing what the well-oiled machine is supposed to be doing, that it, the, that it's functioning in the way that it's meant to function. Yeah. Okay. And my point is, is that that needs to be fucking torn to pieces and gotten rid of like this, like I corporations should be fucking outlawed, fucking end them like shareholders. Like, in fact, first of all, like, and this is a pretty radical point of view, I'm sure. But I'm a I actually think in even investing, it's it's a gambling. Mm -hmm. You're gambling. There's you nothing are. wrong. There's nothing wrong with investing in something because you believe in what somebody is doing. Yeah. Okay. But like expecting oxy, like OxyClean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The awesome auger. Yes. Yeah. 
Exactly. Flex seal. In, well, no, infomercial. Flex seal. We should all be making money off of infomercials. Yeah. Um, no. The uh, yeah. So the it, it's gambling. Your interest is making a return for your investors. You're not concerned about your customers. You're not concerned about your workers. You're not concerned about the country, the nation, the world as as, yeah. as a whole. Are we are we damaging the fucking the environment? You're concerned about the goddamn bottom line yeah. and getting those shareholders their fucking money because they invested in it. Yeah, and it's and it's got to stop. Yeah, and maybe yeah. the machine's working well, but it's churning out people. And yeah, them out. Yeah, and we're it's not killing machines. us. Yeah. It's killing us. It and I don't know if you guys would agree us. with this, but I think the I don't know with this time. Just talking about corporations, then you can transcend to the situation in the White House and the right wing and all this mm -hmm. type of stuff that's going on. It's very reminiscent of the 1930s in the sense that the middle class is gone. 1930s didn't have a middle class either. At all. That was all created post-war. You but know, I, and yeah. you have you have what's happening. You have corporations with tycoon just overlord control, mm -hmm. no middle class, poor people, and what crops up out of that is extreme right, and then extreme blame left, blame the others. You yeah. know, and well, yeah. but I always there's. I don't think we have a middle class anymore, but I think we have the illusion of a middle class with benefits like credit. <laughs> Like I was saying earlier before. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like you're able to think you're middle class by living the way you do. We're on borrowed time. Yeah. But I, you know. I will agree with you in that. The difference between now and the 1930s is you have, okay, 30s, you had the super rich and then poor. Yeah. We have super rich and poor, but our poor aren't shoeless. <laughs> and, you know, it's not like me and, and that, you are out and there. And that's yeah. what makes it difficult for uh, the poor to break out of that poverty is that the republicans and 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 the very rich keep telling people well look at how poor people are in mexico we yeah. are actually doing good yeah Quit they bitching. radicalize the yeah. poor in yeah. their favor which exactly. is interesting instead of the poor people saying look at this misery i'm in they go well the job creators are telling me you know and if i just if i work a little harder and you know well it's it's this person's fault and this brown guy's fault yeah and well and i remember man i remember when i was you know, when I was, I don't know, just when, when I was younger, the, the, the message was different. It was, my grandfather would say to me, you do well, you, you go to school and, and you get good grades and you do well so that you don't have to, you know, have, you know. You don't have to break your back. You don't have to break your back. Okay. Yeah. So that you don't have to work so hard. And now the, the richest people. Or have convinced the poorest people who work the hardest that they work harder. Yeah, that yes. amazes me. Yeah, how how are you fucking kidding me? Donald Trump hasn't worked a day in his life ever. Jeff no. Bezos probably hasn't ever really worked that uh, much that either. Got, that guy has obscenely big biceps. Well, he pumps, dude. Good, <laughs> good for him. I don't, I don't fucking give a shit. <laughs> like, I the, these are there are people, and and that's the other thing is like the majority of people who are obscenely wealthy were born into that wealth. Well, um, I yeah, have, virtually all of them, almost all of them. Yeah, I have, I have a friend who he has a he has a podcast. It's called Don't Feed the Trolls. If anyone wants to, um listen to it but they had a te they had a teacher on and the she is a grade school teacher mm -hmm. and she said it's um she was maybe maybe it was middle school i don't know but she was breaking down capitalism to them and and she was i mean she was pointing out how 
capitalism today is wrong just because all capitalism teaches you is that the rich person worked hard mm-hmm. and the poor person didn't. And yeah, that is exactly. Lit- and mm-hmm. right now, that's the only thing you hear about capitalism. Yep. You, you never hear anything different. If that person has a lot of money, like, yeah, that person earned it. Well, and and it also goes with intelligence, too, because, I mean, my buddy Jeff, <laughs> Jeff would always make the joke. He'd be like, if you so smart, how come you ain't rich? <laughs> like, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, because that's a, stu- I mean, yeah. it's it's funny. It's a joke. But literally, that is what fucking idiots think. Mm. There's fucking morons in this fucking well, country that well, seem to think that, yeah. like, intelligence has any bearing on on like yeah um, or i feel yeah. too like there's there's a thing with capitalism now like if you're rich you you're a good person yeah <laughs> like yeah you get benefits you like like it, you know like i don't know there it, it's yeah it's and i think that's all now we're been just around. now i'm just getting angry yeah <laughs> uh but no it it is true and it's yeah the brainwashing con that's gone on in this country, especially towards poor people, working people, and middle class people, you know, you're conned into your own misery. Well, me, exactly. Me and my yeah. girlfriend were talking about, and we were we were talking about like people's. She works. She works for a credit union, and we were talking about people's credit scores, and how sometimes that they're they're not allowed to, you know, give yeah. people credit. Mm-hmm. And we, I was saying like, we were just talking about that. Like, man, that that sucks that we, um. We we're pretty much telling someone like you're not good enough. Yeah. Only be, like and it's let's get real. Like some people, some people just have like a spending habit. Some people honestly have to take out big loans to get things to yeah. survive. Mm-hmm. And it just sucks. Like, listen, I understand. Be some. There's a part about being an adult. I couldn't have started this studio without getting I, into debt. Without <laughs> getting into debt. Yeah. yeah. And I only recently got myself out of that debt i still have student loan debt i still have you know like but uh but yeah i mean i had to access that (laughs) shitty fucking system just to start doing something that i felt was the only thing that i knew how to do yeah well and there and there's there's a thing there's thing now that's like i understand being an adult (coughs) you you need to pay your bills you need to know how to Lack of a better term, like balance your checkbook, you know, even though no one does that anymore. <laughs> but like, yeah. you know, you'll balance yeah. balance your finances. But with with our capitalism today, we have said like it's like if you can't do that, you're a bad person. Yeah. The fact is like, no, you're not. You just don't know how to No, or we teach that it? all poor people on the way somehow they, they can't manage their money and they make poor decisions. But the thing is, is like yeah, just because is, just yeah. because you can't manage your money or you make poor decisions, like this doesn't mean you're doesn't mean you're a bad person. No, and all those rich guys make terrible fucking decisions. Yeah. But they get... Trump you know, they... steaks? That was probably a good... That Trump was, honestly, Trump he, steaks, he Trump honestly University. Pro- he yeah, probably brilliant. made... I mean, he made probably a bank on those. Those were probably great ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and, now we're, and now we found out that, you know, like, uh, Trump's, you know, he completely lied about, you know, his, his father bankrolled everything. Yeah. He had way more money to begin with. Then, then he let my father give me a small loan of a million dollars. No, yeah. he gave you more like 40, 50 million. But also, oh, yeah. and then, yeah. and then you, and, and then on top of that, he, he, you know, he did things illegally with that money. Like in order to not pay taxes, like, you know, put that money in like his children's yeah. name and, and stuff like that. You know, I, I mean, there, there are people that, that have, 
it's just is greed beyond any logic and it's generational yeah it's yeah it's just it's an amount of like i earned this why should i give any of this away and i'm smart because i fucking but it's like outfox the fucking yeah and it's one of those things like like, okay okay donald trump all right you have apparently you're you're very successful you were already a hundred miles further than anyone else by getting that loan from your yeah, you know, when, from your father, like that's well, what like, somebody made yeah. the 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 analogy. It's like he 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 started life on third base and 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 made thought, it home. Well, no, <laughs> somebody said even something funnier. Funnier, it, technically, he started life on third base and stole the second. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because he filed for bankruptcy four times. The the amount, if he had been smart with his money, like in, within the system that we have. And done it the way like a smart person would have done. He would. There's no way he would have lost the amount of money that he lost. Correct. And filed for bankruptcy four fucking times. Yeah, four or five, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. But. And his dad, man, dude, that what a piece of shit. Yeah, no kidding. That I mean, guy. Like, even even if you look at the basic expenses, like let's just say the most basic expense, food and groceries. That that. Even though it's the same price, it costs more to someone who's below the property line because it's just taking a bigger chunk out of your, you know, yeah. your salary. Yeah. To, for, you know, like it's, it's not, it's, it's literally pennies for a rich person to, to go to any artesian shop. Yeah. You know, there's, and then, but there's other people that literally can't afford yeah. going to the grocery store. Yeah. If you, if you weigh the ratio, it's, it's, it, you know, <laughs> one, it's one, absurd. It, one thing I hate that's going that's going on in Seattle right now, and like, and I find this this part cool. But our mayor, better for worse, uh, I really don't like her. But she's trying to make it that every every person that graduates from a Seattle high school can go to one of the Seattle community colleges tuition free. Mm-hmm. I was listening to conservative. On our Cairo radio station, Dory Monson, mm-hmm. he picked a news clip from a young kid, and he says, "Like the 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 kid was like, yeah, like that's gonna help out because like now it's not gonna be that oh now I have to go work, I have to go back to school, and like the kid sounded very dumb, but they they just they took that one clip and uh, over and over again said like now now I don't gotta go to work." Now I don't gotta go to work, and like yeah, oh and, yeah, and they were saying like it's like it's like that infuriates me so much because I had to work 40, 50 hours a week to put myself through school while going to school, and the th- and yeah, that also there's a flaw in that yeah. just in that statement, yeah, but that should that should not be someone's rebuttal. It should be like. Like that's that would have been awesome if that was for me. My like my grades could have been so much better. I could have yeah. digested so much more from my school yeah. if I had that opportunity. I'm so glad you people do. Like I shouldn't have had to work whatever astronomical well, amount he's claiming. It, it's it's also it's also kind of a, a trap to like the education system in general because when when we were uh, in high school. We were told you gotta go to college or you ain't gonna be shit. Mm-hmm. You're not 100%, gonna hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So I was terrified if I didn't go to college that my life was going to, I every, everything was gonna turn to shit. 
My grandfather said that. My father, just everybody, my teachers, everybody. Counselors. Yeah. Everybody, okay? So my so I got I got kind of lucky. I got into my first year of college was at Wittenberg University on my way to Syracuse. I was playing lacrosse. That's I got kind of like a half academic scholarship, which is ridiculous because I didn't do that great academically. <laughs> they uh, so um, anyways, uh, I went to a year of college, quit lacrosse, fucked off, just just didn't. Did, it was a liberal arts college too. Yeah. So just it was like being back in high school. I was learning almost the same shit. That I w- had already been learning, just maybe a little bit more. Yeah. So, um, so I, so I quit, and I came home, and my parents were still pushing that, you know. So I started going to UMSL, University of Missouri St. Louis, and working, and they're taking all my money, and all, you know. But it, I, looking back now, I almost wish that I had just done what I did after all this, which is just moved to Columbia, Missouri, where my friends were. Learned to be self-sufficient, get a job, pay for pay my rent. Yeah, because I I bounced some checks. I got <laughs> drunk and fucking like did a bunch of drugs and was a fucking dumbass and did stupid shit and almost got kicked out of my apartment and stuff like that. But you, I lived and I learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from making mistakes and and doing those things and the consequences weren't as dire. And honestly, like. All of that, I wish I had done all of that and avoided going to college because that put me even more into debt. Yeah. Um, so, and, and like, it, it's just absolutely crazy how much, and, and I, my situation isn't even that bad. I can't imagine no. what other people are going through. Did you guys, yeah. you guys hear about the Seattle company? It was a couple of years ago called Gravity Payments. Mm-mm. I think that's what they're called. The... The owner, I guess CEO, whatever you would like to call him, he he upped um, that the he upped everyone's salary that the lowest person gets uh, seventy five grand a year because he read that that's the happiness that's the happiness salary. Yeah, yeah. And you know, then, so of course, capitalists were just fucking so like throwing this guy under the bus, saying like, yeah. you, like that's so dumb. Like you have employees there. That have worked so hard to get to that point, and now you're just yeah. going to give some, you know, someone who just gets hired that. <laughs> well, and like, and also yes, like, because other people's happiness pisses me off. You yeah, know, just and like, like, and then there was it's a, the ideology of hatred and greed. Yeah, and then there was it, like yeah. a story that came out like a month after it happened. How like, yeah, a bunch of a bunch of employees left, I, and I want to say bunch. It was probably two employees. What's, what people generally get pissed off about is when. You know, the that's not fair. You took something of mine and gave it to somebody else. This is different. This is you're still giving me everything that you've always given me, but you're giving everybody else the same thing. Who gives a shit? You're still getting what you got. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not like, and it's one of those like, then I should get more. Yeah. And yeah, what, like, what exactly. Ca- well, and what capitalists always say that they need to put into practice here is like, mind your own goddamn business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no shit. <laughs> yeah. It, Seriously. It does not, it does not concern me what the lowest coworker of mine makes. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, and if like, if they're making more than me, like, whatever. Well, it concerns <laughs> you if they're making too little to live on. 
I'm sure. That's true. Yeah. I, honestly, the place yeah. the place I work, with you would the... rather that they make a, a living wage. Yes, and, the pla- and I yeah. I feel that way. Yeah. I f- like because I care about my yeah. <laughs> my fellow. Yeah, and like know. where I work, I work in public employment. Like so, everyone I work with, it's it's public record how much they yeah. make for whatever years they've been there. So I, in in in. In an aspect, I we do know whatever everyone makes at my work, so that's a little different. But we we definitely do make working wages that I, that no one's yeah. can qualify for food stamps or whatever. Yeah, well, I think that the the term upward mobility is horseshit. I mean, like yeah. first of all, like the the term we when we think of upward mobility, we think of like that means I'm getting a raise and making more money, which means I can get a bigger house and and more and a better car and blah, 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 and do all this stuff. Well, and, and that that's that's the freedom of capitalism. Like yeah. that's, whereas, it, you know, like the way I see it is, is that, you know, if upward mobility means like, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing better in my life, I'm happier, blah, 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 or I'm, I'm doing something that I enjoy doing or, or just anything that leads to like any form of happiness and instead, because we have basically conflated the two things, like that, you know, money can bring misery if you don't have if you don't have enough of it. But I don't feel that having an excess of it brings you more happiness. No, I don't think so. One bit. There's no proof to that. There is no like Jeff Bezos would be the happiest man on the fucking planet. And and he seems like a miserable dickhead. Well, he well, can only be, and the, I'm sure he's fine. Like it, I think like he's only going to be happy whatever, when he but... gets bigger biceps than everyone else. <laughs> yeah, that and, will be. That's the one thing he's trying to curb. Well, there's certain things that just like 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 that money just isn't going to do for you. They're just they're, it's a fact. They're just well. There comes there comes to a uh, when you you're get, gonna die well, someday. Yeah. Well, and you know, once, like you're gonna get old. Once yeah, a certain you know. amount of money is accumulated, there is there is the aspect of that's that's at least for me. Um, you get to a certain number, that's infinity money. <laughs> Well, and yeah, there's also much. there also gets to the point where like there's no consequences for my actions. Yeah, and and that's the other downside to it is yeah, that, buy like, your way out of everything. Yeah, every every situation you run into, you you know, um, it, so I don't know. I don't think that it's like I don't think it's necessarily fucking like hardcore socialism. To say that, you know, like we should have a fucking safety net for people and say, hey, we just, you know, FDR had it had, you know, what he was going for before he passed away was he really did believe that everyone should have a place to live, a job, economic rights. Yeah, exactly. And I I, in response, I even think that hardcore socialism isn't hardcore no it's yeah, not it's what it's not. portrayed to be no you know? and it's, it's absolutely uh, not they're acting like the secret police is going to come to your house you know and clear everything out and go we're well, giving it to this guy well you know? and the other thing is is like i i i, I am more like bernie sanders and says that i i i am a social democrat i do believe in voting i do believe in you know democracy in 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 some form like that we should have a say. I think that we do need representation and, you know, yeah. proper representation. I think my buddy Jimmy said that politicians should live like monks. 
Like it, that's it, awesome. There should be yeah. a fucking like special pedigree of people mm-hmm. that are just like, well, I, you know, this is what they want to do, yeah. and they want to help people. Well, I've said for they a made long fun time. of Obama. They made fun of Obama for being a community organizer, and it was like, yeah. no, that's the perfect fucking yeah. person to be a politician. Somebody who has gotten their fucking hands in the dirt and worked with people, and like actually has been local with people and worked. You know, because Donald Trump's never done that. Well, I made the no, argument. Mitch for McConnell a, never. No, did I don't that. even think yeah. they've had a real friend in their life. No, yeah, no, I, not really. I had I had yeah. the argument for a long time that a politician, if politicians got paid um, as much as teachers, yeah, you would you would never. Well, they keep giving themselves raises, but won't give any federal employees other than themselves raises. Yeah, it's, they'll they'll cut yeah. their. It need it yeah. needs to, you know, everything in it should. And I mean, if you if you talk to a politician, they'll say they do have a selfless job. No, I mean, like, I mean, let's but let's get real. Yeah. They would say that every yeah, they, single one of them would fucking every say fucking that. One even of cocaine them, yeah. Mitch, <laughs> <laughs> cocaine Mitch. <Yeah. laughs> Jesus, he Christ. makes lots of money for his China family, dude. dude that dude, that dude had a smirk on his face. What was that? What was off, that guy's name? Uh, that... I'm, can we get Don Blankenship on? Episode? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, we're here with Don Blankenship. We don't agree with him on anything, but. <laughs> but the fact is, like, you're going against Mitch McConnell because he's not right wing enough. No, I love when he goes, he, he goes, you know, we're laughing about this now, but that guy and many and like, so fucking Donald Trump's president, like there, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. There is there is some fucked up fucking people running for office who just have no business honestly existing. But I mean, like. Like they're just uh, they're they're coming out of the woodwork now and and they're and they're you know they've been winning elections. Steve King, oh, they need to get fuck. rid of that fucking God, guy. That, yeah. Well, and, I, I mean, was wondering when an actual during this whole Trump era, you know, when an actual representative would be become an outright Nazi. Oh yeah. And you're seeing it happen. It's like okay, yeah. Steve King now is. A white supremacist. And that guy always yeah. has a smirk on his face too when you he know, talks. And he's. You got to give it to him. He's open with it, but the the danger in it is the more open the stuff becomes. Well, the fact look look how we talk now about white supremacy and the alt right. It's not just Richard Butler in the Aryan you know well, nations. Now it's yeah. in our public discourse. Exactly. As a so for a time, the there there's always been a there's always been racism in this country and there always will be there will always be racist people there will always be bigots but right now we want them to crawl back under the fucking rock that they yeah, they, yeah absolutely that's what we want well they all they, you can be a fucking racist you just got to crawl under a fucking rock and do it mm-hmm. like that's where you can be a fucking racist yeah. not in my fucking face well, not and on, they and know. they convinced they convinced all the racists that were poor to pretty much believe believe that there's a you know, there's a fake media out there. And they've been well, doing that. That was yeah. back in the yeah. day. That Well, fuck, look at Jim yeah. Crow. That well, was what this, that all this was. This started well before Donald Trump. Jesus Christ. Fox News and, and the Republican Party have made shit up for, for conservatives in rural parts of the country to believe that's completely unwarranted, untrue, like unfounded in every fucking way. And they've been making up propaganda and bullshit for fucking years. And now the, the, they created a monster in Donald Trump who learned how to just like 
tell all that these people weren't didn't just become racist when Donald Trump. Yeah, I agree with them. I agree with them. They already thought that shit. Yeah. Yeah. They already thought that fucking brown people and black people and people who weren't like yeah. them. Well, Mark it was, Christian are pieces of shit and deserve can, are going to hell and deserve to yeah. die and whatever blah blah blah. Well, they get they get a and and pretty much the news has always contradicted that until yeah. you get this person in here saying like, no, that news is fake. You're right for being racist. <laughs> exactly. Oh, absolutely. And what yeah. he's done is he really did he peeled the onion off white civility of what it was, yeah, and absolutely. now you see it's back to it's just base ugliness yeah where, and i know the people think anti-semitism yeah. is the measure in that because for honestly post world war ii onward that was kind of out of of course you had you know your nazi parties and all your crazy ass you yeah. know people but now for the first time ever you're seeing like well like look at pittsburgh you know you're yeah. seeing it back in the that virulent form that it's kind of to me it's the harbinger that always brings out resurgence of all right-wing extremism so so the guy who shot up that that uh pittsburgh synagogue, synagogue okay that guy was on social media talking and he, he had followed stories about what donald trump and the republicans yeah. fox news specifically yeah, the hebrew was was saying, society uh, saying about uh was it uh hi it's a hebrew immigrant aid society yeah exactly highest yeah. highest and uh and george soros mm -hmm. okay literally yeah. was reading was was pointing out that information that false fake fucking information yeah and he said like time's up i'm propagated. going in yeah, yeah time's yeah. up i'm going in he said that on twitter and then he went and killed a bunch of innocent fucking people yeah and people who i mean that you had the the fucking the I mean, we can laugh about like the the guy who who is a fucking idiot and went to believe the PizzaGate scandal or whatever, oh. blah blah blah. That guy didn't hurt anybody. The guy who sent bombs to a bunch of prominent, uh, you know, critics, Democrat critics mm -hmm. of Donald Trump, and failed. Yeah. But what if he fucking hadn't? Yeah. I know. Okay. Apparently, well, he like, doesn't know how to like yeah. put a pipe bomb together. Well, yeah, the, like, the, like, I their saw, stupidity yeah. came, came in handy that time. Well, but, I saw some like there was some like some memes from I don't know probably like Proud Boys or something like yeah. oh, like making fun of the situation. I'm like, the thing is, is like if one of those went off slightly, just even yeah. on the other side, there there would be no joke. Yeah. There would absolutely be, there'd be no meme, no there'd meme, be no nothing. nothing. Yep. You know, and that's, and it's fucking disgusting. Well, and it's a sign of how unstable this country is. This country's becoming, with bomb things like that, with synagogue shootings, we're yeah. like any other part of the fucking world that you'd hear about and be like, oh, yeah. you know, a politician here in this country was blown up outside a, you know, and that's what's going to start happening. Yeah. Well, He's who, given safe haven for, you know, these people to come in, you know, Social media is somewhat uh, uh, responsible for it as well. Yeah. But they're not propagating it. They're just they're they've given it a, a, platform. a platform. Yeah. And I always knew when so, this George Soros thing started, even way back. I'm like, yeah. I'm like funny. So George Soros is like, instead of just saying Jew, you say George Soros. Exactly. You know, yeah. And it's, I yeah. Mean, who I think I think his name it's it's the different Sean King. Who's the guy who's like affiliated with Black Lives Matter? And he's a pretty cool, dude. Uh, Sean King, not Steve King. Yeah, 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 Sean, Sean yeah, King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sean King. Yeah. He he said the day after the the synagogue shooting, he was saying like you know, um, like hear my words, like I, 
I solely blamed Donald Trump for these two acts. Yeah, and fuck I, yes, and it's not a political and nobody else in the media that. would do that. No, and you know what? It's at, it's the bomber's fault. No, fuck that shit. It's Donald Trump's fucking fault. It yeah. is. He is the one. He is the only one who is fucking saying now. Of course, yeah. and okay, not just Donald Trump. Sean Hannity, Fox News. Yeah, just like uh, Breitbart, fucking you know all these fucking. And I knew that they were they've been doing it for years. I remember yeah. when the uh, Baltimore riots were yeah. going on, and I looking at Breitbart, it was amazing. I was watching people at my work gobble it up, you know, and they had a picture yeah. of a black guy throwing oh, yeah. a punch yeah. at a guy in an Orioles hat, and then someone came out and said, actually, that photo in this whole thing is fake. That Oriole fan, white guy at a restaurant, just came out and called that guy and his friends, you know, you fucking blob, you know, yeah. everything, hit him with a chair, and then that guy, like, was swinging back, yeah. and they do a picture, and the yeah. black mob engages, yeah. you know, and that's... Well, and it's the good people on both sides thing, just like yeah. he, like, he, he knows, Donald Trump knows full well that his base are a bunch of racist fucking dumbass yeah. idiots. He knows it. Oh yeah. And like when I'm I'm sorry, people freaked out over man, this is the fucking thing that pisses me off about Democrats. They're such fucking wusses. When Hillary Clinton said basket of deplorables, mm -hmm. she was fucking right. Oh yeah. They're the oh, scum God. of the fucking, fucking earth. horrible yeah, fucking yeah. people. That don't deserve our fucking time of day, and we and and then Democrats are saying, well, how do we you know reach out to these people? There isn't any reaching out no. to them. Yeah, they've already been reached out to. Fox News and like they already believe. No, they're turned on. Yeah, now that's now that's not to say that people can't turn turn themselves around and realize the error of their ways or whatever. So I'm not saying that like we need to go and that they're hopeless and we need to go fucking slaughter them. I'm just yeah. saying that. They need to crawl back under that rock. Yeah, we need to and make it completely unacceptable for them to say and and do anything racist, bigoted, or whatever. And the, yeah. you can be a racist or a bigot, but you cannot fucking act on it. And if you do, you're fucked. Yeah. And the Democratic Party was trying to say, oh, and Republicans did the same thing. Oh, these deplorables, you know. Well, these are people too, you know. And yeah. the Democrats especially tried to say, well, not all Trump voters are are this. Maybe they're disillusioned with. Um, even some leftists were saying it, you know, oh, these white yeah. people have been left behind with yeah. their poor, their minds twisted. Okay, yeah. okay, maybe you can reach some of them with, you know, class-based activism. Yeah. But no, the guys that are doing cartoons with octopuses with the Star yeah. of David over the earth and everything, yeah. no, fuck, good thing, luck. Yeah. That is not to say that there are some, there were some people, and these are people that have buyer's remorse with Trump. The people who voted for him and thought, eh, he said oh, the, some really fucked up shit, but he, you know, let's try something different. Yeah. Maybe, you know, he I, maybe he's got some good ideas for the economy or whatever. Well, there, there's a senator, or he's running for senator in West Virginia right now. I can't think of his name. He's ex-military who voted for Trump, and he's running yeah. as a Democrat, being one yeah. of his harshest critics. And he's yeah. like, listen, I voted for him. I wanted something different than a politician yeah he's like and i regret it wholeheartedly and there and there are and there are many people like that there are there are people that just didn't believe like you know they thought he was just you know like the locker room talk thing eh, you know just like, i mean yeah. which, which in and of itself is such a dangerous thing, mentality thing, yeah and like and yeah. i and i know it's not with the the you know the two other guys i'm sitting in this room with but like 
I never needed anyone to either tell me to support Trump or negatively. The way my parents raised me yeah. already had it in my head that this guy is a piece of shit. Exactly. You know, it, and it he's nev- also the most blatantly obvious con yeah. man. Oh, we yeah. just we just elected a the grifter. most obvious fucking con man. <laughs> a guy who if you saw him working at a fucking uh used car lot, you'd you'd stay the fuck away from oh, yeah. that guy. That guy's a piece of fucking shit. And you'd know that he's a fucking con man. Yeah. It's so blatantly obvious. Yeah. The way he talks, the lies that spill out of his fucking mouth and his stupid fucking New York accent. Like, fuck. God, oh, that is such a piece I of shit. I don't know shit. about you And guys. the way he's lived his entire life. You know, yeah. yeah, he's a grifter and a charlatan and just a... I don't know about your you guys, but like, greasy con man. How the fuck he con... And, and that's the other fucked up thing. Is like... He's a shitty fucking con man, yet he conned a bunch of dumbass, fucking deplorable, piece of shit idiots who should be back under the fucking rock. Well, because to believe people, that he's one of them, that uh, he's oh, yeah. all yeah. those. Well, he's what they aspire well, to. Well, yeah. all like, those people, all those people wanted this for New the York last fucking yeah. for the elitist last, asshole yeah. is one for of for the them. last forty years. All those people wanted is someone with a microphone to say it's okay to be racist. And they're like, exactly. fuck yeah, this is my guy. Exactly. Well, and they're so used to blaming the rich uh, liberal or yeah. lefty, and they hate those people. They don't want these Ivy League fucking, you know, this yeah. and that. Yeah, but then they get the guy they worship, of intelligence. The, the immoral liberal. Or <laughs> yeah. not liberal, but, you know, just rich politician that doesn't doesn't give a shit. And that's what they want. They want to be a philandering. Well, and then there is yeah. there is a side to the left that, that you know— uh, helps their narrative that isn't even it doesn't even count as fucking liberal it's liberal it's insane like the ultra pc ultra i mean well like, it's what i've been saying forever yeah. that liberal isn't left no it isn't you know and i i did read a good article conservatism where they finally, isn't necessarily necessarily right yeah either. and they were they were dissecting that and they're like no the roots of liberalism are the roots of all what we see in modern politics. Yeah. You even have Paul Ryan saying, I'm a classical liberal. Yeah. Or, you know, Ron Paul, you know, that type of stuff. You know, that's really what a liberal is. Yeah. We just took it socially to say, oh, we don't care if two men get married. I'm liberal yeah. with that. Yeah. And that became a political standpoint, but it's not left. No. And not economically, necessary. certainly not. Yeah. yeah. Not at all. But the, uh, the, it, it's tough because, like, I, I you know, I want, to be supportive of, of, you know, of like, of all of the, you know, the left movements or whatever that are, you know, fighting because they're, they a lot of their causes are completely just, but when we start like nitpicking, like, and fighting amongst ourselves and not focusing in on, on real issues and also, like, well, you're seeing that now. Prioritizing. Yeah, you're, well, you're seeing, you're not, oh, sorry. You were seeing that now in Seattle, and yeah. it's it's going to come to haunt us because. Yeah, it will. You know, lover or hater with Kasama Suwant, she she is going to be out her next term. They they uh, they put Broadmoor into her voting region, and Broadmoor is not going to vote for a socialist. <laughs> if you know Broadmoor, that's yeah. like millionaire private school yeah. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, too, uh, she's been the people. People are saying that, uh, like the the nationwide 
um, socialist party has been like trying to get her to do stuff on like the yeah. national level. Mm-hmm. So she she may not even run again. Hmm. Um, two of them are retiring, and then uh, Mike O'Brien from like the Ballard region got caught saying "fuck the fishermen" over the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and it's just and, and Michael in Seattle. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And <laughs> and and it an was idiot. uh and it's one of those things. It's like guys. It's because you bit off. You went. You went. Um. You supported every. And I hate using this term like social justice warrior movement. Yeah. And you got you guys. You guys literally just burnt you burnt yourself well and you know who it mostly is that's that's pulling this like social my my girlfriend was telling me and i think this is a prime example there was a there was a woman that i think she went to high school with her she ended up moving to portland but she spends all of her time on facebook just calling out like people for like Nothing, nothing at all. They yeah. didn't do anything. They so there were there was a restaurant that she went to, and uh, I think it was uh, the is it? Oh, it was it was it was uh, it was Mexican cuisine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the tortilla ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and but they were uh, there weren't any, uh, and I think there weren't any Mexican people working. No, it was there, a so. food truck with two like um, like late twenties white women. And they want they wanted to make a food truck that had like the best tortilla like yeah. authentic tortillas yeah and so they actually I think they were both also like into culinary stuff like they mm-hmm. went to culinary school yeah they they went to Mexico and asked like the women of Mexico like how are you making your tortillas so good yeah they took those recipes came back and then that's called the- cultural appropriation because yeah, yeah and it's like. And I'm I'm not sure. Like to be honest, Chipotle is cultural appropriation. That's ran by an effeminate white guy from Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> like that home of the best tortillas. Yeah, like like well, two two white women going down to Mexico to make authentic tortillas. I don't. Well, think, and I feel not this only whole thing that plays but, in the but right there's, narrative. There's 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 a difference between making fun of something or or denigrating something and praising something. And yes. when we take things out of context and just say, no, you, you're a white person, so you cannot appreciate anything except for what is white. That's essentially what you're saying when you do, when you call this yeah. call out culture, this call out bullshit, just like, and also just being armchair activists, like you're too afraid to like go out and fight for something that really is really important. Yeah. You rather just fucking like, Tell your friends how you want them to fucking. What well, you be. fight with yeah. what's comfortable to you and all exactly. you know. So you'll see these. I've always said this with, and like I'm vegetarian myself. Yeah. I've always seen it with the animal rights crowd. You yeah, know? they're far less active to condemn a black guy getting shot on national television. Yeah, exactly. Than they are for you know taking on big dairy. And I'm not you know, saying it, that they're wrong about everything. I'm just saying that they're. It's like pick they, your fucking battles. Yeah. Well, and the, I'll, like, like I'll and and this is. Like I, I actually like probably ninety nine percent of everything Kasama Suwan is for. I just Agreed. don't. I just don't like the way she goes about it. Yes. One thing for like for example, we were just talking about like the Amazon tax. Yeah. I I am for the Amazon tax. Mm-hmm. To be honest though, it is not the right fucking time. This is not the right time because Amazon, 
in Bezos. He's a smart dude. He's going to spin this the way he wants. And it yep. made left-wing people in Seattle look like fucking morons. Yep. And, like, don't get me wrong. Yes, they they should definitely be paying the tax that Kasama Suwant was asking them to pay. It's just not the right time for it. Yeah. Well, but it, yeah, you I, know, it... it, it because what also I just feel too, like, like you had work you had, you had unions telling yeah telling left wing people to go fuck off and mind your own business because Amazon's paying me well, you want workers on your fucking side, Kasama Suwant. Yeah. Stop fucking pissing off the people that are actually putting steel toed boots on. Yeah, yeah. But there's you know it, it's like uh, it's like the the analogy of just like you know you can't make some with some things you can't make that such a drastic change so quickly um like for instance energy like we can't just like today be like you know we're done with oil we're doing <laughs> yeah you know yeah. It, it, that 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 won't work dude you you'd screw a bunch of people's lives up completely so you have to make like a slow transition. There yeah. are some things like 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 you know um, that that have to be immediate. Just like you have to just fucking pull the bandaid off. And Definitely. I was going to agree you with know. that because I was going to say yeah, yeah with with climate and that type of stuff it yeah. has to be gradual. But what I've also tried to live my life as now is never take that thing of oh you just take tidbits when you get it you know yeah oh we'll try and make employment more fair oh you know okay social social issues need need to be like you know just like. Equal pay for women, pull the fucking bandaid off. Mm -hmm. Just fucking do it. 100%. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and these armchair activists, they make the left look bad, but it also plays perfectly into a right wing narrative, you know? Yeah. Well, remember, like, Tyler, like, I was, I was asking you seriously, we we're having a conversation when we were on the hike yesterday. I'm like, do you think that Kasama Suwant is. Like, is she really on the right and she's just pissing people off? I, you know, and I, I honestly don't think so. <laughs> no. I think she I mean, only, like, it, all right, I, but like, here. I, I know your point, yeah. though. And I think she's a good person. I think she believes it. And I think so much of what she does is co opted by the right to make her look as ridiculous and that as what it, we're and, talking and about. Exactly. Oh, yeah. an, I mean, an elitist yeah. Indian tech lady. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's perfectly fine. It, it, it the right is really, really good yeah. at spinning things in a just just spinning things way out of fucking control to where I they manage to make uh, people who are generally very logical and intelligent and not at all crazy people look insane mm -hmm. yeah. to a bunch of insane people. Yeah, they have a machine. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's it you know you and know and in the armchair the, activists I would just tell them you know channel it to where it needs to be channeled exactly you know and your yeah. cultural appropriation okay all fine and good but you've got you've got real shit going on yeah you know you've got also how can we expect this to how can you expect to support immigration and a melting pot mm -hmm. of 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 what is Americanism. Like yeah. what it is to be American is to be an immigrant, the best to, of ourselves, the best yeah. of ourselves. Then why, you know, like I like and I, there is it, absolutely nothing wrong. Like like I'm never going to, you know, I I'm Irish. OK, my family, my, my family's Irish or whatever, ugh. but I don't claim any fucking like I don't claim yeah. Any, I, I don't know shit about Ireland. I didn't grow up there. I'm not fucking. Yeah. I'm not from there. I'm like, I didn't. Well, we, grow up the there. time's too long. It's like you're not Irish. 
Yeah. And I think that's what we have to realize. You know, you're not yeah. anything. You know, here, this America's this experiment. We're my all family here from different... My family immigrated from there, but I am not Irish. Exactly. I am American. Yeah, we yeah. sure know, you know... The... the my, my... I have neighbors that are originally, I think, from uh, Nigeria or... I can't remember. Anyways, but they are American, mm-hmm. okay? They fucking are. And I, I wouldn't call them anything but. You can talk about where they're originally from or whatever, yeah. but they live here now. They pay taxes here. They work here. They support this country. This is where they're from. And that means that we all have to really just fucking come together and say, like, <laughs> like you eat Mexican food? You're eating American version of fucking Mexican food, Italian food, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like like there was a there was a funny segment, I think it was on Conan, I can't remember who was on there, but but they were talking about how there's no there's no like blowback from making fun of like Irish people or Scottish people or like German people yeah, or like, yeah. you know, like any white Europe any any white European uh uh, you know, rate whatever you know, culture or whatever. You can make fun of to your heart's content. <laughs> Spit it out, you potato. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well and, I, yeah. and I think but, case in being because it's always perceived that right now in the world, exactly, no matter where we're at yeah. the top. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I can call a guy you kraut motherfucker. My, yeah, you know, exactly. and everything, and and everyone laughs. You okay. know, <laughs> but 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 like, and and like I get, I get it. A friend of mine said that the reason, like, you you don't make fun of minorities. You don't make fun of people who are struggling because, like, kicking them when they're down. Yeah. Okay? So. Well, the thing is, like, it's like, okay, Irish people, unless you're going to get, like, super on, on your pedestal, they never had the struggle that someone. Oh, but they love to claim they did. They love to claim when they came the... across on the boat that the Irish don't, don't hire the Irish. And blah, yeah, blah, and blah. yeah, they were slaves, too. I will say, if you want to talk to cool Irish people, talk to people that are actually in Ireland. Yeah. You know, Britain, and the, the Britain versus. You know, yeah, the, and there's a lot yeah. of even like, like IRA like, and like all those things. Yeah, yeah. And they're more tuned in. But this whole American analogy, you know, they were slaves too, you know, indentured servants. Yeah. Yes, it wasn't racial chattel slavery. No. And, but, but yes, there was a time. And I think what confuses people is you see pictures where Irish people were drawn as subhuman. And all that agreed, but there were they weren't like stolen from their land. And no, made exactly. To be and, I, and, and also just, just like, well, and like I'm not well, and even and even today, you you just you can't you can't prosper just because your skin color. Well, and yeah. I, there's a you know well, and their and like their heritage wasn't completely stolen from them. Yeah. Well, oh, it's hundred yeah. percent different. And I yeah. think what confuses white people were able to keep their traditions, their religions. All of that. Black people weren't. That's why you know the yeah. the the ra- everything yeah. that that they came from yeah. was stripped away from them. The, yeah. ra- the racist saying how black power and white power are the same thing. Oh, is, it's completely is, oh, it, my God. is indeed yeah. a racist. And, and it, I wasn't bringing like a or, Sean Hannity thing. In or like why oh, why is there not a White History Month? Oh yeah, totally. Or you know the Sean Hannity thing of the Irish were slaves too and blah blah blah. Yeah. No, I think what confuses though other people is like when you see pictures of the Irish like that. The concept of race used to not be what it is today. White yeah. didn't exist. Anglo-Teutonic existed. Yeah. And then you had everything else. Yeah. So there was Italians. And these were not white people. Yeah. And then we kind of in America and in, I'd say, Europe created this thing called white. 
which well, has since its inception accepted more people into it. It's greed. It it all stems from a a a need at that time to make excuses for why they needed their slaves. Yep. They they needed they needed to make up some. It, there was no fucking logic or any good reason. Somebody who was in charge said, uh, they're subhuman. They're not as yeah. good as us. Like, nobody ever, th- like, like it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, like, like, Columbus fucking, like, slaughtered natives. Our country in general just slaughtered Native Americans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just, like... And and the way we and, and the way we treat them now, I mean, like, just you think after all of that, and after after some awareness and wokeness or whatever, um, that you wouldn't see North Dakota fucking disenfranchising an entire fucking race of Native Americans. Yeah. In that, the few that are left. Yeah, Good and God. and just yeah. they could have they could have like made somebody could have like said. I thought this would be be a good idea, but yeah, you're right. This really would screw them over. Let's not do that. We need them to be able to participate. Like, but no, they're not saying that because they know the way they'll vote, and they yeah. know because it's it's pure fucking racism. Yeah. Man. Oh, it's absolutely. Just, and honestly, too, like you know, probably ten years ago, na- natives native turnout with voting was probably not that big. Yeah. But well, just with like, which is the way the country has gone. Um. Yeah, I th- I think most. Would you want to participate in a society with, from a Fuck bunch of people no. who well, fucking slaughtered African Americans are the same way, man. Voter yeah. turnout has always been, you know, when you've had nothing, you've been treated like shit the yeah. whole time. I mean, yeah. Why would you, you want to believe yeah. you, you know, usually, the white the white devil that came and stole my land? Yeah, and the white devil who fucking still runs everything is yeah. gonna suddenly like, you know, now he's asking for your vote. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so, you know, like I don't know, I. We need we need more people of color and we need more more women. I think the the old white men need to get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, get the fuck out. Let's try something different, man. Like, cause cause the old white men, old rich white men, by the way, uh, just man, they're just they're just fucking it up big Spe- time. Speaking of old white men getting out of the way, maybe we should wrap this up. Oh, yeah. We're not old white man. <laughs> uh, I'm an old Irish man. Yeah, I was. I was thinking about this uh, earlier. If you had a, if you had a campaign slogan, you know what, what it would be. And you, I mean, honestly, this, if this, I had one, yeah, and this could be like as funny as stupid as you'll want. Oh, what would mine be? Uh, don't go outside ever. <laughs> Stay away from people. People are I, scary. God, I saw mine. I just had a meme in my head that was funny. I saw like some old like it was like Marxist memes or something, but it would be my message to Trump, and it had it had G blank uh, L A G, and it goes, "I'll put the U in Gulag." <laughs> yeah, <you did. laughs> I was That's stupid. I was thinking about. <laughs> I was thinking about this just for the podcast. I was like, mine would just be like, I wrote the age of quarrel. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, let's let's call it. Um, Scott, do you want to you want to play your guys' minor threat cover on the way out? Sure. You can, you can put it on there. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. We're done. Awesome. All right. Cool. That sounds in Seattle, Scott. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.